What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talking Some Sends, Season 1, Episode 5. Today, you will get to finally meet my, my good friend of mine and the co-host of Talking Some Sends, Alex Alangua. Alex and I tried starting a podcast at some point last year, this podcast, but it never really worked out, so it got, uh, got him um, delayed to this year, and finally, it's up. He hasn't been able to join past episodes due to uh, poor planning on my part and just us being having di- such different schedules. We live across the province from each other, so it's not always the easiest for us to record get together. But Alex will be on any podcast episode he can and wants to be on. He is the co-host. There's guests, and then there's Alex, who's the co-host. So do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. I, I like that intro. We, uh, Like you mentioned, we had... This plan to start this way earlier last season, but just with our schedules, like you said, kind of didn't work out. Um, and look, yeah. like you're holding down the fort pretty good here. The first, the first four episodes launched. Um, they're oh, yeah. pretty solid ones. So, thanks for having me on, and let's hope we can keep keep this going. Oh yeah. So I'll give you a quick. Uh, give you guys a quick overlook of uh, Alex. So me and Alex met each other actually through my first ever writing gig, Puck Seventy Seven, and uh, it was a. It was back then. It was a plan for me and Alex to start a pot this podcast for Puck seventy seven. But uh, things happened and uh, like n- nothing bad happened. Don't get me wrong. It was just this Puck seventy seven decided um, the, to uh, close close up and close up business. And uh, I am now writing for Overtime Heroics. And now this is Overtime Heroics podcast. And um, before I continue, I just want to state that um, me and Josh Tesler from uh, Overtime, I mean uh, Puck Seventy Seven, are still on good terms. Like, there's nothing bad happened. It's just he decided he didn't want to run run a website anymore. It's as simple as that. So, um, Alex and I actually—it's quite funny. Our story is um, we uh, we met through uh, through Puck Seventy Seven, but we are actually from the same same city, same town. And uh, he is actually—I learned pretty recently that I'm pretty sure he's my cousin. And she's really funny. D- distant cousin. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, uh, it's yeah, possible. Like, like fifth cousin removed or something, but it's yeah, yeah. It's still pretty, still pretty wild how uh, things worked yeah. out. We we didn't even know we were part of the same city, let alone went to the same high school. Um, and that we're Josh, I got Josh Tesla from uh, Fox Center Seven, who I have to give a huge shout out to. He's been class act. Um, he he just introduced me to Jacob and we kind of just went from there and just started chatting and then uh, he told me he worked at Tempo and I was like Tempo, that's uh that's in the hometown that I I was born and raised at. Yeah. Um, obviously the name the name's changed now but um oh, yeah. and then I found out he went to the same high school that I graduated from and I'm sure if you walk the halls you can see a picture somewhere on the on the wall yep. there. Yep, I saw it. Um, but yeah, there, 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 there is an age difference between me and Jacob. So I had to move oh, yeah. I mean, away from school and now I'm in Kingston, um, working with the Frontax of the OHL. I'll get a bit more in depth on that later in the podcast, but oh yeah, yeah. I'll ask you those questions later. It's kind of, just kind of funny how things worked out. And I mean, we're b- both sense fans, so that even makes it better. I know there's not very many of us out there anymore, but you know, <laughs> yeah. perfect. All right. So yeah, now you know. Now you got to meet Alex. You know me already, obviously. So we will jump right into the next um, um, segments, and it's the sends update. All right, with sends update. I've got a couple things noted down, and uh, I'm basically what's gonna happen is I'm gonna introduce these topics, give my insight, and then ask Alex what he thinks and and stuff like that. All right. All right. Start off. We'll talk about Bobby Ryan. 
Have you heard uh, the recent Bobby Ryan uh, situation? I have, yeah. I mean, we can go a bit more detail in a couple minutes here, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad he, uh, whatever's going on with him, I'm glad he's getting some help, and I'm glad the league's there to support him through it. Yeah. So before uh, before we give our opinions, I'm just gonna um, um, just tell everybody who doesn't know, because some people might not know about this. But Ryan, but uh, Bobby Ryan uh, recently checked into the uh, NHL NHL PA Player Assistance Program, Assistance Program. So the Ottawa Senators or the NHL have not released a detailed um, um, statement regarding the situation. They just said that he's in a in a players' assistance program, which I mean they're doing it out of respect. Like they're not gonna see all his problems out in the public. It's it's I'm not saying problems as in a bad thing, but like yeah, I mean people we we can't uh, we 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 I mean we can go ahead and speculate all we want, but again. Uh, we don't we, we yeah. don't know we don't know the whole story and it's probably a good thing that they're not releasing much more than just yeah. he's there to get help so he can just focus on doing whatever getting better, whatever's ailing him or whatever bothering him, then they can work together with the league and figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there's millions of different possibilities of what could be going wrong. But out of respect for Bobby Ryan, I'm not gonna try to speculate different theories on this podcast. I'm just gonna keep it to the facts that he's in a tough situation and he needs help and the league is giving them help. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, the, the program is there to help player for a reason and glad to see that players aren't afraid to go ask for help if they need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all I'll say on that. Cause again, I don't want to speculate anything at all. Yeah. But what I will say about Bobby Ryan is he's had, he's had a really tough career. Honestly, he's had a really tough life. Like it's. Do you know more of his? Do you know more of his background? Like his 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 personal life background? Yeah, yeah. I read I read I read quite a bit about it on on uh, online. But um, yeah, I mean the guy fought the guy's fought to be where he is. That's for sure. There's no. Oh yeah. He, where he is right now wasn't just handed to him. He's fought pretty tough to get where he is. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's tough tough to see him in a in a program like this, but um, it's there for a reason, and hopefully he can get the help he needs and be back with the Sanders soon and help. Them continue their uh, pretty awesome season here. Yeah. See, like the thing I'll just, for those who don't know what Bobby Ryan is is his real name is Robert Stevenson. He goes by Bobby Ryan because Ryan, pretty sure, is his mom's maiden name. But what happened was I'm not going to go too much into detail because it's it's a little personal to him. I want to respect his privacy. What happened was is is he had a really rough childhood. Like it's he had a difficult family situation, like some people do. And I really, uh, I, uh, I applaud him for uh, fighting his way through it and uh, becoming as successful as he is. Regardless yeah. is, like, he hasn't, like, lately he hasn't been the most productive offensive player. But to make it to the NHL, it just shows how good you are of a player and how strong you are mentally and physically. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he was drafted right behind Sidney Crosby. And that was for yeah. that reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, he's definitely, this definitely wasn't handed to him. He's definitely worked his butt off to be where he is. And uh, oh, yeah. making, making the money's making. I know people bash on him first contract, but I mean, if that's if that money's thrown in front of you, I, mean, I don't even think I, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, next we'll talk about a little bit more uh, tough situations. Did you hear about Nikita Zaitsev going back to Russia? Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure I don't don't want to get too into, involved here, but um, and this is just what I read online, so it could be completely off. Um, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he went there for family reasons. Um, yeah. You, what's been said. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you yeah. go more in depth about that, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. All all that is made public is that Nikita Zaitsev has gone back to his hometown in Russia for for uh, personal reasons. He's always on personal leave, and um, he's going to come back whenever he can, or if he can, we yeah. don't know what's going on. I believe I read online that like, he'll be back Monday. So oh, he's, right. he's not there for too long. It's just he just he missed a couple games to so take care of something. Yeah. So you, you know even more than I do about that. All I know, he was gone for uh, for uh, un- uncertain um, yeah, uncertain I mean, amount of time. That's all I know. I mean, obviously, I'm reading speculation and online, and there's nothing confirmed by the team when he's coming back. But from what I read, yeah. he's he's only he's over there for a specific reason. I uh, I don't want to get too much details because I gotta for his privacy purposes. But once that's uh, yeah. once that's taken care of, he'll be back. Yeah, but to respect to respect both Bobby Ryan and Nikita Zaitsev, we're not gonna try to. Uh, decipher what's going on and invade the privacy we're just gonna off like i'm offering my support and I, like i know he's not gonna hear this but like we hey, offer you never know. respect and support you know what i mean so like yeah yeah you know you never know but like well all we can do is offer our support and uh wish him the best but honestly i i just i just i i want the best for both of them like they're both uh they both had uh long and tough careers as of yet and um that's all I can say really about that. About that. Yep. On a happier notes, last night. So we are we are recording this on Saturday, December, um, whatever November. day this is. Yeah, November. Whatever day this is in November, we recorded this Friday night. And we're recording this Saturday night, and the night before, Ottawa played against the New York Rangers, and Logan Brown got his first NHL goal. Did you see it? Uh, I didn't see it because uh, the front end had a home game. Um, oh yeah, I, I did see that they. I did see that uh, he scored his first goal. Um, and I'm pretty pretty stoked for the guy. I mean, I've watched him come through the OHL. Um, and as he was a f- first round pick for Ottawa, and has up and has struggled for a little bit bit there. People thought he wasn't lost, but he just kept he just kept with it, kept fighting, kept showing showing people why he should be here. And now he's uh, he's definitely added some offensive flair to the team. That's for sure, which is oh yeah, and his hockey IQ. Yeah, so but, uh, yeah, he's. I, I watched the goal because I was watching the game. I was watching the game at work, and honestly, it was a beautiful snipe. It was a beautiful goal, and like honestly, I'm like, who can say they scored their first NHL goal on the Henrik Lundqvist? I mean, I'm sure that's quite a bit, but that, that's a pretty, uh, self pretty big accomplishment. It is a big accomplishment. Like, like not to You're knock on, on Lundqvist. Yeah, like Lundqvist is one of the greatest goalies of all time. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And like, um, agreed. So it's it's it was nice to see Logan Brown put put in a goal there. I know he got hurt too, and um, oh, yeah, came back from injury and put in put in a goal. But ever since he's been up from Belleville, he's definitely shown that he's an NHL player. I know I went to watch him yeah. live. Uh, I think when they played San Jose a couple weeks ago. Um, and yeah, he's definitely definitely a guy that you want on your team. He's his vision is incredible, and the way he makes passes, like he just opens oh, up yeah. the. So, yeah, and like, um, and like, uh, like, like Logan Brown, he's he's had controversy this season too. Like, so the Senators have had a lot of adversity this season already in the short season. Like at the beginning of the year, Logan Brown did not make the NHL roster, uh, despite really believing he would. Like he impressed in 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 the preseason. Honestly, I think he he played pretty good in preseason, but for whatever reason, oh. Matthews just scored. Nice. I'm watching the least game because there's no other game I'm really interested in tonight. But uh, anyway, Montreal, so, Montreal, New York. I, I, I like watching Sheldon Keefe. It's fair. We'll get, we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get that into that later. But yeah, um, Logan Brown, um, 
it, honestly, at the beginning of the season, I thought he was going to request a trade because uh, there was uh, a lot of drama with him, his agent, and uh, and uh, the Senators' management. It really seemed as if the relationship has soured and uh, Logan Brown gave up on Ottawa and Ottawa gave up on Logan Brown. That's what it seemed like. But I'm proud to see that it's that's not – I'm happy to see that that's, that is not what happened. That is not the case. And yeah, I'm happy I mean, to see that, that it's I mean, looking better. I feel, like, I feel like that was just like – Going back and forth, like there wasn't. I don't think there was anything. Like I, I know what was said, but I feel like the agent was saying that to kind of put pressure on Ottawa, and Ottawa was saying yeah. to put pressure on Brown. It was just like a, you know, like like well, if, if you, you're you're not gonna let my client play, we'll go somewhere else. Okay, well if your client doesn't yeah, want to play, he's not gonna be, he can't move anywhere else. Yeah, negotiation tactic. Yeah. I think it was honestly just a play to try to get his uh, his career jump straight in the NHL. Yeah. But like honestly, the, both sides have moved past it, and. uh all that matters now is that Logan Brown is in the NHL, and it looks like he's going to stay. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, a, he's definitely up there. And DJ Smith, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's nice to see DJ Smith giving some uh, some faith into the young guys there. I know. Yeah, he's, a, um, he's on the top line right now. Yeah, I mean, him him and uh, Paul Logan or Nick Paul, they're uh, they're really come together, and it's just nice to see, yeah. see him get a bit more ice time than kind of just you know five six minutes a night here and there. So. Uh, I will say though, at the preseason when Logan Brown got sent down, I was perfectly fine with that. Um, I think he yeah. had a good preseason. I, th- I think he had a good preseason as well, but I do think his confidence was knocked a little bit just oh, because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Just because he wasn't like dominating the league, so I feel like his confidence was a bit bit down. So they put him to Belleville for a couple of games. He like we got like seven points in two games or something like that, and then he's like, okay, right back up. And like, uh, like I, I agree that like it's. I think it was a good move to drop him down in the NHL, but like I didn't like the huge drama it caused. Like we, like it's okay now, but like it was, it, it seemed as if it, like when that happened, I I thought it was gonna be another season of more of the same for Senators and a bunch of drama uh, like in the past two seasons. So I was I was like, based on that, I was a little scared. It's just but now it's that just I so comedic talking. I mean. Oh yeah. Every team, every team has it. We just hear more because we're from we're from the sense man. So when the yeah. goes around Ottawa, we we assume the end of the world's happening. But every team has it. It's just social media. Oh yeah. But uh, I, again, you can't again you can't really re- believe everything you hear on social media. But you also got to be careful treading waters because it's pretty easy to start rumors. Oh yeah. And not sure. not 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 saying it was fake what was going on because I it was some pretty reliable sources. But you also got to consider that it's pretty easy to. Just change one word in the sentence and it throws everything out. Yeah, Misinter- so. misinterpretation goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll continue. Yeah. So, I, uh, in my opinion, well, in, in multiple, like everybody knows, Pacheco has been playing like the god in November, but I think another player that should be mentioned is Anthony Duclair. Like, yeah, he's been I, playing god. Like he's on pace. Let me let me do this math really quick. Uh, Okay, while you do that math, I'll, uh, I'll comment on Duclair. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's he's super fun to watch. Like, I, I don't want, I, I don't get to watch various Suns games because they always play on the same night that Bron actually do. But I, I do end up catching the highlights, and Duclair's fast, man. He's quick. Oh, yeah. Um, and today's NHL is kind of what you need. And again, it's nice to see DJ Smith kind of have faith in these younger guys, putting them in the top, like the last minute there, trying to try and score a tying goal or. You know, in big big situations, he throws him out there, and Declare has been one of those guys that's kind of proved him that he deserves to be out there. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I'm I'm making a lot of stock for this, but huge shout out to Pierre Dorian for that for that trade. And that was uh, quite oh, yeah. 
two second round picks and player for Daniel. That was quite of a quite quite a move. Wicked trade. Yeah, I think that was a win. Anyways, I I did the math. Anthony Duclair is on pace for thirty six goals this year. That'd be crazy. Like, like I I realistically see him scoring twenty five to thirty, but he's on pace for thirty six goals this year. It's just it's just a show. Like it's it's a quarter way through the NHL season, so I think it's he's going to keep it up. But yeah, like, it just, I agree. I think he can reach twenty five for sure. Oh yeah, like I I wrote a piece in it not too long ago. Like I it's the last point last season. I don't remember if it was for Puck seventy seven or overtime heroics, but whoever wrote it for it's it was. My my article was uh I think it was overtime heroics. It was uh me saying how Duclair is one of the best things that happened to Ottawa Senators as of late, like lately, and just he's just he's been strong for Ottawa and, and Ottawa's been strong for him. And I think it's a match made in heaven, honestly. I, I'd love to hate to see him go. No, I, I do agree with you. Like Ottawa's style of play for years has been speed and grit, and Duclair yeah. bring, Duclair brings both. Like he's not afraid to get yeah. in the corner. He's not afraid to hit. Not afraid to fight. And he's super fast. That's yeah. That, that's kind of what all of been too. about the last couple of years. Um, is just yeah. you can get pucks in deep, get to the puck quick, hit uh, I don't know, on the forecheck and speed. So declares right. it all. Let's hope they can. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna. Re- I'm sure they're working on resigning them, whether they do or not. We'll see. But I think he has a. I think they both want to be there and next year. No, he's on a one year deal. This year oh, it's in Ottawa. Oh. So that was wrong. we'll see. We'll see what happened. But I mean. Either way, it's been fun to watch him, and uh, I'm sure Manuel wants to keep him. I'm sure he wants to stay, but we just got to oh, yeah. wait and see what happens. Yeah, because, like, why, like, thinking in Anthony Duclair's head here, why would you want to leave a team where you've had the most success with, like, and, like, personal success? Like, he, he's playing, like, honestly, he's playing, like, I'm not calling him a star, but he's playing like he's a star right now. Yeah, I mean – there's two reasons that can go. He either stays with the Sanders if he has more success, or he has a huge season this year and a giant payday in free agency. That's the only problem. That's true too. That is true but too. At the same time, I feel like the Claire has been around the league long enough. Like he's been moved quite a bit from a couple of teams. There, realizing that you don't get a second chance twice. And uh, yeah, not saying not, not saying he'll find a long term deal. He might sign like a two three year deal to stick around. Oh yeah. And then from there, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. And like, uh, I just love I love seeing um, Renaissance stories. Like he added like his rookie year, he scored like twenty goals or something like that, and like, he was twenty one goals. And just he kind of phased off of the face of the world. And honestly, like I've always been high, I always love Anthony Duclair, but after a while, I started believing that maybe maybe he was not 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 going to say cancer to locker. Maybe he wasn't the easiest player to coach, like how Phil Kessel is perceived to be hard to coach. I think yeah, I, I was I was beginning to think that he might be uh, Duclair might be another Phil Kessel in that sense. Wicked yeah, I mean, but you also you also got to look at the teams he played for, the Rangers, yeah. the Coyotes, and the Habs. Those guys don't really base their their game on speed. It's more hard work, and I mean, not that Anthony Duclair doesn't work hard, but like, but the way they do it, like the, the their play style didn't suit him very well, especially in Montreal. Um, yeah, but he seems to be fitting in well with Ottawa, so that, that's nice to see. Oh yeah, for sure. And like he's he's so I'll I'll go quick in their points and stuff like that. Pajot has thirteen goals, six assists, nineteen points. Duclair has ten goals, five assists for fifteen points. They're one and two in the sends uh sends points. And like it's like I don't think personally I don't think Pajot will continue this historic run. Like I think he's gonna like have a career year, yes. But he's not gonna score 
50 goals this year. I think he's going to score between 25 and 30, realistically. Because he is playing on the he's, – he's playing in the top six, and he's excelling. He's having the best month in his entire career. I think he's going to keep playing good, but he's not going to be, like, elite, you know? Yeah, I mean, people trying to get 50 goals are kind of out of their mind. He's never done it in the NHL. Um, but he can definitely get to 25. He's almost at 20 right now, so – I mean, oh yeah, and Ta- Tajo is one of my favorite players on the team. Just because same the guy, the guy doesn't the guy doesn't give up. It doesn't matter if we're defending yeah. down six one seven one. He's always the guy fighting in the corner, getting in fights. You know, chirping other guys, doing everything he can to help get the puck in the net. So, I do believe that Tajo is as strong is the longest tenured player on the Sens right now. I could be wrong, but uh, other, other than other than Craig Anderson, I think that Tajo might be the longest tenured player. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right, but Borietsky might be there, but I think Pajo no, might Borietsky, be there. Borietsky started in the NHL in the 17-18 or something like that. Like, he, he's older, yes, but he hasn't been in the NHL as long as Pajo has. Oh, fair, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. He was in the he's, he, Borietsky was a very late bloomer. Fair. Yeah. And, like, um, the funniest thing here, I read about I read an article on that. On the, the the athletic, it was something called like something like Peugeot's reduced workload. So for the longest time, Peugeot has had he's he's been number one in uh, time on ice in the league. It's like twenty six, twenty seven minutes or whatever. Peugeot or Shabbat? No, Shabbat, Shabbat. Oh, you you said Peugeot. Oh, my bad. But yeah, I meant Shabbat. Anyways, Shabbat he's been, he's played like twenty six, twenty seven minutes ice time a night, almost every night. But lately, he's he's been playing a little less, and his "quote unquote" reduced workload is twenty five minutes and nineteen seconds on average per night, and that makes him fifth in the NHL ice time. And that is his reduced workload. He's yeah, playing I mean, more time on ice than Eric Carlson is. Yeah, I mean to be fair though, like reduced workload, like, the, like reducing your workload by like a minute and a half every game, that's still quite it's quite quite a bit. Oh, yeah. um, it's like but. It's- for a couple of reasons, I guess. I mean, he has he, he like he has a pretty good defensive partner with Nikita Zaitsev. He's not like Mark Mathot defensively good, but no. he he's also there to help. He's oh, yeah. he's he's there to help Shabbat, and I believe Zaitsev is like top five in the league for block shots. So yeah, that kind of just takes the pressure off of Shabbat. Um, yeah, to like to be out there every single minute <laughs> of the of the game. It's uh, Shabbat's yeah. defense, obviously, but like um a bit on Zaitsev. I I know a lot of people have. Express their uh, dislike on Zaitsev because he hasn't been elite or at, like very good. But honestly, he's an upgrade over Cody Cece, and I would not mind seeing Cody, uh, not Cody Cece, but Nikita Zaitsev and Thomas Shabbat on the top top pair for many years to come. I like I like the chemistry they have. I like how it's a little like how like it's like my bro, it's like a, it's like a junior Mark Mathon and Eric Carlson. Yeah, yeah, like Shabbat trusts. Zaitsev, like Eric Carlson, trusted Mafat. And that's what's making Shabbat so good. He's trusting yeah. his new partner. And it's like, it's, it's like, like a little bit of Eric, like Eric Carlson playing with Mark Mafat, he trusted Mark Mafat so he didn't have to fear so much on the back end. When Mark Mafat was gone, Carlson lost a lot of trust. Like he was been playing with the same guy for like seven years or whatever. Like you're going you're gonna to build trust. But like yeah. when, you, when you play with a new D partner, you have to learn to adjust, and Eric Carlson. It's not not a knock on Eric Carlson, but like never gained trust with Johnny Duya or Tom. He, he trusted Thomas Shabbat, 
but not on the same level as you trusted for Mark Rafa. But you know? again, Thomas Shabbat and Eric Carlson are very similar. Um, yeah, they're 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 too similar defense. They're too they're too similar of players to be playing on the same pair. Exactly. Like those kind of players need someone solidly defensively, so they yeah. can kind of feel a bit more comfortable to jump yeah. up in the play and kind of just create something yeah. and know that someone's back there. Yeah, and like it's like I honestly think I could be wrong here. But from what I've seen, I think that Thomas Shabbat is more defensively responsible than Eric Carlson is. But it's also almost as offensively, almost as or even more offensively um, oriented than Eric Carlson is. I think that Thomas Shabbat is the perfect defenseman in the NHL. I, I, I agree. Especially, like, especially now in today's NHL, yeah. uh, I think he's like the perfect, like one of the, like, the most defensive that every team would want. He He's not like the he's not like amazing in the defensive zone, but he's solid. Like he's oh yeah, like he's, he's he'll he's make mistakes. Right? But he's still he's still like 20, 23, 22. 22. But yeah, so he he but he's he's solid in the defensive end, and oh, yeah. his his ability to bring the puck up the ice and create some offense that's like every team wants that. So well, yeah. he's a beautiful uh, for another eight years. I'll say that much. Oh yeah, I'm so happy we have him locked up. We have him locked yeah. up until he's thirty years old. Yeah. I'm so happy. Take that, yeah, all day, every day. Oh yeah, my! He's a, he's yeah, he's and he's not not even in his prime yet. So just imagine what he's gonna be oh, doing. No. His prime. He's gonna get better. He's gonna get better and better. Like it's scary good because like he's almost as good as Eric Carlson was when Eric Carlson was 25 and he's only 22. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Eric Carlson's taking. I don't want to box Eric Carlson here, but he's no, taking no. a pretty pretty big step back. No, no, Eric. I think Eric Carlson is still the best defenseman in the NHL, but he's not what he used to be. I think oh, injuries and confidence have really set Eric Carlson back, but I still believe he is one of, if not the best defenseman in the NHL. That's a, I don't know, man. I'm not, we're not going to argue with that, but that's a little that's a bit of a stretch. But that's just my opinion. Oh yeah, not, not terrible, but he's not the best defenseman in the NHL at this point. No, I can respect why you think that, but like he's probably, he's probably top five. I will say he's oh, still yeah. top five. But yeah, I'll say top five. Like I, I still think he's maybe in top three, but like. I will agree he's not what he used to. But Eric Carlson at 80% is better than 90% of the NHL. But yeah, I can, yeah, that, that, that's fair. Yeah, that's honestly. But yeah, is, I mean, Eric Carlson, Eric Carlson would have, he'd, he'd probably be, he'd probably be like, he probably would be the best defenseman in the NHL if he didn't have his ankle surgery. Oh, yeah, he still would. Not really like screwed him over. The dude is playing off a fake ankle. Yeah, so I mean. He's playing off half a foot, basically. Yeah. So. I, I know I watched I went I went to go watch the San Jose Sharks game and get the sense in Ottawa. He did not look good at all. He was a minus five, but no, no. Yeah, he had a rough game <laughs> that game. I'll agree. And it's just honestly, it's it's all about the, the thing about what what make what makes Eric Carlson Eric Carlson is being the go-to guy and having trust in his partner. In San Jose, it's not to knock San Jose or Eric Carlson, but San, Eric Carlson does not have that in San Jose. He's not the go-to guy. Brent Brent Burn is. <laughs> San Jose also doesn't same style. Pretty me? Yeah. San Jose also doesn't. Yeah, they, they're more. They're more of a hard hitting, grinding yeah. team. Where Eric yeah, Carlson is more looking. Yeah. yeah. Eric Carlson's a finesse, fast, like he'd be, he'd, passing player. He'd be good on a team. I mean, Ottawa would be perfect for him. But oh, yeah. we're not going to. We're not going to get into that. We we, we move past that. But. Um, <laughs> Like a team like Vegas or somebody like that, 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 oh, that, that like on Vegas. That, like pushing the, the like, Bay. Yeah, like he's a high offensive, offensive team, not a team that grinds out their wins. Yeah. Like a team, like, like a team that yeah. can fuck up ice quick and plays the puck. 
but San Jose just grinds out. Like they're they're a really good team. I mean, obviously they're struggling this season, but um, they're more of a grinding team. Like they they win like three one, three two. You won't see them ever win like eight one or put, put like nine goals in. Or no, no. They're a grinding team who will play a smart game. But Eric Cross is the type of guy who likes producing offense. He's a, he's the kind of guy who likes being relied to light on, and he likes playing the most minutes he can possibly. And he's still playing a lot of them. He's he's playing twenty five minutes still, but he's not he's he's playing a different role than he played in Ottawa. He's playing a secondary role as when in Ottawa he was the primary offensive guy. Yep, he, he's a secondary offensive uh, offensive player now, and that's not it's not what he's supposed to be. He, he's supposed to be like. It's just like how I think Ottawa misused Cody Cece when we had him. Cody Cece is an offensive defenseman who's been trying to play a defensive game and just can't do it. Yeah, I, I do agree. But if you also look at Cody Cece in Toronto, he's there trying to let him play a bit more offense, and he's still not that very good. Yeah, but not yeah. Like yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's never he's never going to pan out to what he is supposed to be because he was ruined too early on. Yeah, that that, that I, I yeah, I can agree with that. I I, I think he was rushed. Yeah. He was rushed to NHL. Yeah, he's put in a situation where he wasn't ready for. He's put. He was given too much minutes too early, and he was given unrealistic expectations. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes in Toronto. I mean, so far oh. it's not going like it's not going great, but it's not going bad either. But no, no. Um, I, I, no. he's he's. He's not doing terrible, but he's not doing great. He's he's not playing in the right role in Toronto either. He's not supposed to be a go-to guy in Ottawa. He was treated. He wasn't a go-to guy, but for but he they wanted him to be a go-to guy. And in Toronto, they're trying to use him on the top pair. Well, back when Babcock was coach, but I like how Sheldon Keith so far has been using Cody Cece differently. I'm watching the game right now. Like right now, it's intermission. Like I've been watching Cody Cece's been playing a lot better of a game now. I think yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about something Keith in the other segment, but yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. we'll from that segment. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like we can move on to the next one if you want. Yeah. So the Ottawa Senators have recalled Max Lajoie and forget his first name, Baudet. Jacques Christophe. Pardon me? Jacques Christophe. That's it? Yeah, uh, yeah Jacques Christophe, JC. Yeah, JC Baudet. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And uh, Lajoie, honestly, I think that Lajoie is just, just going to. Place hold Zaitsev's spot till Zaitsev come back, but I think I think this is Lajoie's time and opportunity to uh, win his spot back in the NHL. Because for a while he was impressive last season, but he kind of just lost it, like lost his um, fire, lost his kick that he had, and it's I think he's got to refine that. And if he does, he he in my opinion he can project to be a top four defenseman in the NHL potential wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say with him. I mean, he had a really hot start last season, but then you oh, also yeah. got to, you also got to consider he probably the adrenaline rush of him making the team probably had to do oh, a yeah. factor. Um, oh, yeah. And then I guess I guess you can say Gibbsay kind of played him less and less and less, which kind of led yeah. to his demise. But even yeah. at Belleville, he hasn't like stood out amazingly. No, no. but I think I mean, yeah. I think uh, I think giving him like like you said, he probably only there until Zaitsev comes back. Um, yep. So I think maybe giving, giving him a game or two here to, you know, kind of and then send him back to Belleville and kind of work on him like that. I feel like I feel, I, I feel like he, he could be a contributor to NHL defenseman, but I don't think he'll be – I don't think he'll be up, like, permanently anytime soon. I think you'll probably see him in, like, a season or two. Um, oh, yeah. But he giving him games here and there is probably great for his development. Oh, yeah. Like, he's – I don't think he's going to make the NHL full-time this year yet. I think he still has development to go. But I think if 
he finds his game again. And, like, like I don't think he's ever going to be, like, a flashy offensive defenseman who's going to score 30 goals every year like he was projected to be last year if his unrealistic start. I think that he, based on his start last year, he was given unrealistic expectations. But I think he can still be a strong defenseman in the NHL. Yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he'd be more like a five six guy. I think pot in like four or five goals, get a couple of stiffs. You know, yeah. I feel, I think, I feel like he could do that. But yeah, I'm gonna disagree on that one. I think he can be um, a decent top four guy who can pull on the power play. I think that's what he's gonna pan out to be. But it's just getting him there. Can he get there? Can he find yeah, that system? You know, it's, I mean, it's, it's it's very possible, but. It, I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe just because no one knew who the guy was till last season. Um, yeah, like true. he came out of nowhere. Even when the Sens dropped him, they weren't expecting big things from him. Um, no, like, so, I, I mean, it, anything's possible. Like you know, a seventh rounder could turn into an NHL star with Mark Stone. We, oh, we've yeah. seen that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see with Blajois, <laughs> but I think getting them in some games. Um, like this kind of a wash season for the Senators, even though they're doing really well and like seeing everybody's expectations. Um, I think getting the young guys in every now and then, give them a couple games, set something back down, is probably perfect. Oh yeah. So, and as for as for Bodang, uh, I just uh, I mean, just, I, I, I I don't mind him. I think he fits our style well. Is he oh, yeah. NHL caliber? No, but I, I think, think he's, he's a good a... four. I think he's a four, good fourth line guy that just goes and like hits and you know can, he he can contribute a bit offensively. He's not gonna be anything special. So I think he's. Oh, yeah. I think he's oh, yeah. just, just there to fill in some holes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's played low-key. I think he's only there until Scott Sabrin comes back. I feel, I, like he's so like sim- I feel like he's similar to Scott Sabrin, doesn't produce a lot, but he can, yeah. he can score, just doesn't produce a lot, and he's, he's a bit of a grinder. So Yeah, it's just it's just like um, like like Scott Sabrin and uh, J.C. Brunner are like, honestly not identical players, but really similar players. It's just like how <clears throat> we're on the team I play for. There's a guy on my team who I play a similar game to, and the coach will not put us on the same line because we have too much of too much of a similar game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, exact I mean, same thing. I think Bowden might have a bit more offensive upside, but I think Scott Sabrin might be a bit better player. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I feel like I feel like Bowden can maybe shoot the puck a little bit more, but I feel like Sabrin is more important to the team than. Bode is, and I don't. So I think Bode is only there to fill in Scott Sabrin's role until he gets healthy and comes back. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, next. Yeah. So next thing is where's my pencil? There it is. Um. Obviously, we talked about Brown earlier. Earlier, so I'm not going to skip that. Like he's out of the, he's outside of the um, the um injury reserve. He's playing. He's playing NHL minutes now, and it's 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 nice to see his progression. And we'll just skip over that. And now uh, I'll talk about the reek record. So in this past week, the Otter Centers have gone three zero and zero. They've had a wicked month. Let's say that again: three zero and zero for the people in the back. Yeah, three zero and zero. Just like how two years ago Ottawa had the worst November in franchise history, they're they're having the best November in franchise. Like I don't know for sure, but they're having one of, if not the best November in franchise history right now. And honestly, yeah. how you play and the first quarter of the season really dictates what you're going to do the rest of the season. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to I was going to say I don't know if they can keep up this pace, but the okay. one thing is the one thing for sure is that they found their identity and how to play. Um it took, took them yeah, a while obviously their new coach, new players, but they found out 
they, they, they found out what kind of team they are, what the coach wants, what the coach yeah. can get from the players and what the players can do. Um, they kind of found, found like their team. Like if you watch the Senators, you know, you'll, 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 you'll see a feisty, gritty, fast hockey game. Um, we yeah. don't necessarily have the talent to beat them, but, well, but just by, just, just by hitting, they, they found their, they, they found their identity, which I mean, I think, I don't, again, we're not going to make playoffs. I'm going to call it right now, which is fine. Um, but we are, I think we're stuck in the right direction. Um, and I think this style personally suits Brady Kachuk perfectly. Um, and yeah, we'll go from there, but yeah, it's nice to see them having success. Um, I can't really, can't really, I, I, kind of mixed emotions because you want them to see them do well, but at the same time, you're like, well, this is just kind of a wash, so maybe we shouldn't do well. But as a player, you never want to tank, right? You know, never just oh, no. going to be like, nah, let's, let's lose the game on purpose. So, oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and it's, it's, not, it's nice for the young guys to get some wins under their belt, they get, get some more confidence. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, it's nice that they found the right guy, you know. So. Yeah. Go from there. Exactly. And the thing with um, Ottawa this year compared to last year is um, two years ago, they had their identity, but they lost it. They kind of gave up on the coach. They kind of gave up on playing. So you think of the difference between Guy Boucher and DJ Smith. They're similar coaches of similar systems, but DJ Smith's system is a lot more simpler than Boucher's. That's the thing. I also, I also think it was too it was too complicated for you. I also think Smith can uh, can Smith can resonate better with the younger players than Boucher oh, yeah. can. I think I feel like Boucher's more of a veteran kind of guy, but yeah. Smith Boucher likes his veterans more. And like obviously every coach is gonna have his favorite type of players, like how uh how uh, um Smith likes Zaitsev and Ennis and those guys. But like it's fair for a coach to like like certain players and want to bring on his team. It's fair, but like DJ Smith has found a way to utilize his players better than Guy Boucher. Guy Boucher forced uh, a certain style on every single player. He changed players' roles. Like like Pajot's always been an offensive type of guy who can play a gritty game if need be. But DJ Smith didn't use him offensively at all. He just used him as a checker. He used him as a grinder when he should be used more as a Guy Boucher, a, not DJ Smith. Yeah, yeah. Guy Boucher used him too, too much of a defensive role than Pajot. Like he, Pajot did amazing. Don't get me wrong; he did amazing in that role. But like, it, it just shows how uh, uh can um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, how good of a player he is. It's not the right word. Um, how uh, diverse of a player he is. He he can do whatever yeah. he wants to do. But like, he's more of a guy who can produce offense and be defensive at the same time. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that Boucher it was the worst. Like, so no. just bear with me. I don't think – I think the team that we brought the Sanders to the conference finals that two years ago was Boucher's oh, style of team. Was yeah. But then once once the rebuild started happening and pieces started leaving, Boucher's player, like the players that Boucher wanted kind of became less and less, and he had a certain style in place. And without those players, that style of hockey could, could have been, couldn't have been played. So he was, trying, he was trying to – he was trying to fill those roles that, of the players that left with players that shouldn't have been able to play the, 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 yeah. those roles. Like, like yeah. um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out of my head. Um, Colin White is like a like like a, like a checker. He's more of an offensive guy that likes to like to like to start start to play. The um, best way to describe Colin White is similar game to Petrice Bergeron, 
but not as good, obviously. They play a similar game. They're ridiculously responsible defensively, but they can also produce offense. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was glad that Tuki Bushi was fired because I think I think the team needed a new person behind the bench. They needed a new voice just because the system that Boucher ran wasn't working anymore because the players that were there weren't that type of player. And now that Smith is back yeah. in, he can kind of, like, he, like, I, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like he, he can explain to the players what he wants for and it seems like he's getting the best out of all of his players. Yeah. See, what happened with the Senator was, is after the Eastern Conference final run, they lost all the depth that they had signed. They lost Victor Stahlberg, Chris Domenico. They lost um, Tom Mark Mathot expansion draft. Yeah, Mark Mathot. All like, those guys. They lost. And those guys were all Boucher style players. Like, they were grinders. They got. Exactly. They never got. They went out there and played rough and top hockey. And then once they started losing, the Sanders went out and got Matt Duchesne because they, they they thought that would give them the extra push they needed. Yeah. When in reality, like, they didn't need another offensive player. They needed more grit and more depth. And yeah. then like, once they traded away that, then things just started falling apart. Yeah. And Boucher couldn't run the system he wanted. And Blah, blah, blah. Like, so, like, don't get me wrong. I love Matthew Shane. He's one of my favorite players in the NHL. But Kyle Turris was more of a player who could fit in the Smith system than Matthew Shane was. You mean Kiki Boucher's system? I feel like Matthew Shane would be better under DJ Smith. <laughs> yeah, I keep mistaking. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I keep mistaking. Kyle Turris fits more under Guy Boucher's system. Yes, I agree. Matthew Shane did. Yeah, I agree. I keep, I keep mistaking the name. And that's that's what happened. We started losing, like you said, Victor Stahlberg, Christy Domenico, yeah. people, people laugh at saying he wasn't a very good hockey player, but he was someone that we, that held that fourth line together that went out and threw the hits, got in the fights when they needed it. He was there to, yeah. like, you know, tire down the opposing teams. Um, same with Victor Stahlberg. And then yeah, you lose sure. them, free agency, you lose uh, Thought, you lose all these players. And then Even, uh, people, uh, people say, sitting there like, what should I do? And then Jared Dorian's like, well, let's go out and get another offensive firepower, trade away one of the heart and souls of the team, two-way guys. Not saying yeah. not, not saying that the move that Pierre Dorian made was wrong because the I, move at the I, he, Duchesne's a better player than Torres, I will, for sure. Oh. And at the time, Pierre Dorian was trying to make, make this Stanley Cup, but it wasn't the right move to make at that time, I think. No. And like, people, people, was, say it's, people say it's the worst trade ever because we have our first round pick but at the same time when we when we made that trade we weren't like we weren't expecting to be dead last next season like we wanted you know we made that trade to get better be a contender and make the playoffs every season so it's not like you're going to trade away the first round pick just because like he traded the first round pick expecting us expecting it to be like like outside of the lottery like six six sixteenth like 20th right like playoffs but he was smart protecting it lottery wise he was smart that way because like he, yeah. he, he did get a top 10 protected, and that was smart. Because, like, yeah. back then you were thinking, oh, of course we're, we're, go- we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to be a good team. But there's always that what if variable, exactly. that, low ch- that super low chance of us falling apart and auto fell apart. And he protected his, his butt there. Yeah, and I mean. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, Bowen Byram is good and all, but I would rather have. Brady Kachuk. Oh, hands down, all day, every day. Like the, Brady Kachuk is now the heart and soul of that team. Oh, yeah. um, him and Chabot are the face of the franchise now. Those two oh, yeah. are the face of the franchise. Bone Byron wouldn't have been the face of the franchise. 
he he would have been a very a very very good defenseman, but oh, yeah. he wouldn't have been the face of the franchise. Like we wouldn't have been able to build a team around him. I mean, we could have, but we he already had Shabbat. Like, um, <laughs> he would have been like uh, he would have been like a way to ride into Daniel Chara, or is it the other way around? I'm too yeah. young to remember that. Like, we already have a Shabbat. Shabbat is the face of the franchise with Kachuk. Bone Byram, yeah, probably would have been great to have Shabbat and Bone Byram, but at the same time, I feel like we needed someone like a Chuck more than we needed someone like Bone Byram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. And I mean, like, I, get, I, I get the trade from Pierre Dorian's end, end point, and then I know oh, yeah. I keep going in the past, but it's something that, that bothers me when people are like, your, your GM doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, sure, there's some like, questionable, questionable trades out there for sure, but which GM hasn't done a questionable trade? Yeah, <laughs> and like, just a quick reminder, everybody. Pierre Dorian was was uh was nominated for GM of the year. He's a good general manager. He really, really is. He's just stuck with a really rotten situation, boss wise. I mean, I, I wouldn't even like. I agree. I think Eugene Malnick is putting some pressure on him. But at the same time, I don't think the moves that Dorian has made were all Eugene Malnick. Like, I feel like 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 the DeChange trade, for example. He tried to go out and get better. Um, the Carlson yeah. trade. You could, you could, you, you could say that Eugene Malik wasn't paying him, but then people were saying that Melnick offered the money. Carlson didn't just didn't want to stay and be part of a rebuilding team, which both could have happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's very possible that Eugene Malik did not have the money to give Eric Carlson, but it's also very possible that Eric Carlson did not want to be bogged down by a team in his prime in a rebuild that wasn't going to contend with Stanley Cup for years. Right? Like, like same with Mark Stone. People were saying Mark Stone didn't get the money he was offered. Possible, but again, Mark Stone likes to win. He probably yeah. didn't. He probably didn't want to be part of the Senators that were going to rebuild. Like the sense told them, okay, we we want you to be the face of our franchise during a rebuild. But Mark Stone doesn't like to lose. He didn't want to probably didn't want to stay around for two to three years while the team, you know, missed the playoffs straight while he can go out and get a huge payday from Vegas. Yeah, and be in the playoffs like a thing later. <laughs> I will agree and disagree on that. Of course, Mark Stone, and Eric Carlson wanted to win. But honestly, I really believe that it was Eugene Mellon to push them away. Because, like, like, okay. like, like it's, it's, not, it's not that he didn't want to pay them. Of course, he didn't want to pay them out as much as they were worth. But, like, what really it was is the whole drama that Eugene Mellon caused. They wanted away from that. Okay, but how can, you, how can you say that 100% certain when you like all you're reading that is online like everybody's against Sanders oh, yeah. right now it's, you know what I mean like speculation I mean Thomas Chabot just signed an eight-year deal for eight million dollars Colin White just signed a six-year deal for six million dollars they're young like they're young you know what I mean it's like you I get it now they may have caused a lot of drama but at the same time these young guys are willing to stick around oh yeah and take less money than if sure Chabot would have got offer sheeted he would have got way way more than eight million dollars a year well for sure you know what I mean like I get like so, it, not, not not trying to defend Eugene Melnick because the guy's an idiot, and I want him to sell the team tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, you can't. Can you really believe everything you hear in the media? Um, I'm sure Carlson. Not really. I'm, I'm sure Carlson. Like Carlson wants to win. There's no question about that, and I have no fault oh, blaming yeah. the guy. Because by the time Sanders be competitive again, it'd probably he'd be, he'd be like 32. Right. So I mean, he'd be out of his prime. He'd be declining. His career would be almost over. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. I mean, like, I think Carlson would have maybe been willing to a small two to three year retool, but a complete rebuild. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I don't care that Carlson's gone. It doesn't bother me anymore. 
The one trend I've got I love me, I, Mark Stone still hurts because um, I love Mark Stone. I, yeah. I love Eric Carlson. I love Mark Stone. They're some of my favorite players of all time. But it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Like it, of course, I, I love Eric Carlson to be on Ottawa, but I'm over it, you know? I, I don't even, like, when, I'm probably one of the very few people. I know since Eric Carlson was traded, everybody's like, I'm not a sense fan anymore. I'm not a sense fan anymore. I'm like, thank goodness. Finally, that drama's over. Let's move on with the season. Yeah, like, like, of it course, it bother- sucks it- to lose Eric Carlson. But, like, sometimes you take a step back. Sometimes you take a sometimes it's sometimes you take two step forward and you take one step back. Exactly. Like just 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 think, if we were to sign resign Duchesne, Carlson, Stone, and Dezingle, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had any money to resign Shabbat, Kachuk, no. or White. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. I'm sure we sure we, we could have signed one of them: Stone, Duchesne, Dezingle, Carlson. We would have been fine. But resign all four of them. Shabal wouldn't be here anymore. Kachuk wouldn't be here anymore. White wouldn't be here. So I mean, See, I think <laughs> out of all out of all the players that left, I would have preferred keeping Mark Stone. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Ryan Dezingle, you no know, way. We got to steal for him. You see you later, Ryan Dezingle. Enjoy, Carol. Ryan Dezingle's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But he's not a franchise defining player. No, he's a top six secondary scoring option. Mark Maybe even top nine then. Um, it all depends. It depends. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like yeah, Mark Stone was the player that hurt the most to leave, um, oh, yeah. because I like, feel like we, yeah. I feel like we don't have a player that can replace him right now. We're getting there. We're getting there. But when Carlson left, we knew Shabbat was coming up. We knew he was the next oh, yeah. guy back there. And but I mean, <laughs> I'll even beg to disagree. I'll even beg to differ on the replacement. I think Brady Chuck is a replacement for Mark Stone, and I think that like. Like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, we didn't have we didn't have Brady Kachuk when. Oh no, no, we did have Brady Kachuk when Mark Stone. Yeah, that, we right? did. Okay, yeah, I bet. Mark Stone was traded last year. Yeah, Kachuk was drafted before last year. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, like, yeah, you you can like there's both sides of the fence. You can be, I I I get both sides. I get why people are pissed. I get why people are upset. I get why people don't want to cheer for the centers anymore. Completely, it's completely fine. Um, Eugene Mel, it's a complete. I, 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 I still want to be polite because he's a, he's a human being. So he's he just oh, yeah. doesn't know he's, 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 he's running out of money. That's to say it that way. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't like Eugene Milnick, and I don't want I don't want him on the team. Anymore. But I'm not going to go as far as to say as I hope he gets hurt or I hope he gets some like, sort I, of disease. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to say that. That's that's not right. He's a human being. Yeah, no, I, not I, not, I not the very best human being. But he's a human being, you know. And pe- people also forget that Eugene Malnick sold, saved, like, the saved the team. Like if it wasn't for Eugene Malnick, yeah. they would have moved. Yeah, like I'm so, thankful for that. But at the same time, it, it doesn't just because you save the team doesn't mean you can be as much of an arrogant prick as he's been. Yeah, you know I, mean? no, oh, I, I just going. No, I, I I agree. I agree. Well, move, we'll move on from Eugene Malnick. We both agree that he needs to sell the team and move on. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Move uh, on. But at the same time, time, just one last thing: people that don't want to cheer for the Senators. I mean, sure, they're but they're missing out on some pretty exciting hockey this season. Like the team's really fun to watch. <laughs> so I mean, I get it. Like when I went to the Sens game, there wasn't very many people there. Blah blah. blah it's fine, but I mean, teams coming together. Sure, a couple more years, but young guys are locked in. So you can't say that Melnick is not committing financially anymore. Shabbat. Oh, yeah. 
and white are there long term. Like they're not there for next year, they're not there for two years, they're there for eight years, six years. Yeah. So Brady I mean, Chuck, not yet. He hasn't signed a contract. He's not eligible to. But I do believe Brady Chuck will sign. If Brady contract. Chuck signs long term, there's no there's no excuse for people to say no. They don't put the money into it. Yeah. That's, so, that's the only. That's really the only thing that. I can uh, cause any drama. Brady Chuck hasn't signed yet, but that's just because he can't yet. He has another two years. He has this year and next year. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You gotta yep. wait. But I do believe he's gonna resign. Yeah, I mean, we'll I think next year will be next year because of a whole Brady Chuck not signing yet. It will be a difficult year this year. Like, like, like the Senators—they're playing good, but not good enough to be in the playoffs. Every year they're gonna get better. Yeah. There's going to be adversity along the way. Next year's adversity, I believe, will be Brady Kachuk in his contract. I think – well, they, they can technically re-sign Brady Kachuk July 1st. So if yeah. they can get signed in the summertime, then everything's fine. But I, I agree. Oh, if yeah. the trading camp with a contract, until, people will start talking. But, but, until, sorry, but until Brady Kachuk re-signs, yeah. fans, have, fans have their right to worry. You know? Oh, for sure. 100%. I, I agree. Um, but once he re-signs, like – Sure, Melling may not want to put money into a new arena, but he's paying the players to be there because he wants to build a competitive team. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, people have the right to be upset and not saying that. Just don't look just, just, yeah, anyway, move on. <laughs> yeah, we're not even halfway through the podcast and we're already like an hour in. <laughs> oh, you do cut him. You, you can cut all these random trends. I'm oh, on. No, I, I haven't been able to talk about I haven't even been able to talk about the set openly because I've been with Frontenac and blah, 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 so I kind of have to. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm just like, let it all in. <laughs> no, no, I get that. So let's let's cut this segment soon. But before we cut this segment, I'm going to talk about the Sens leaders. So in goals, we have Tom, uh, Pujan Gabriel Pedro with 13 goals. Assist, Thomas Shabbat, 12 goals. And points, Pujan Gabriel Pedro, 19. Any surprises? Mm, no, not really. I mean, casual maybe with points, but yeah. at the same time, the I'm not really, I'm not really that surprised. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, if you told me that by the by the end of November, Pedro will be leading the team in points, I would have said you're crazy. So yeah. yes, it is, it is a surprise to me, but yeah. it's a pleasant surprise, you know. Yeah, I mean, God, the, but, the guy, the guy, the guy's a beast mode. What can I say? I love Pedro. I have my fancy hockey, my fancy hockey team. Took him with the last pick of the draft. I mean. Love it. You took him. You yeah. took him. But, but the last awesome. pick of the the last pick of the draft, like at like two oh seven or something. I was like, well, Pedro's still here, I'm taking him. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I so, love that. Yeah. So, yeah. no, there's not really any surprise. Shabbat's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I remember, I remember being the team. He's supposed to be a leader. He's leading the team, I guess. But oh yeah, I remember back in the day when uh, when uh, Zabanishad was still in the team. I always thought me being being a dumb me me being a dumb kid at this point. I always thought that Pajot was better than Spanishad. Obviously, it's not the case, but like I had that French bias because I'm French, you know. I mean, back when Pajot was on the team, back when was on the team, what you were like eight? I was like ten <laughs> or something. Like I, I was young. But, I was but young. Pajot was better than Spanishad for the first couple of years he was there. Oh yeah, because like now always been yeah. Spanishad's always been good. But in Ottawa, he was inconsistent. So I understand why he, the move was made. It was a fun fact. It was actually uh, um, uh, Pierre Dorian's first trade as general manager. Yep. That was his first move, trading Derek trading for Derek Broussard. And at the time, it was the right move. It, it, it's yeah, still, right. I would, today, I would have still done the move. 
Derek Broussard really helped Ottawa. Yeah, he was he was a big he was a big piece in that conference final run. Oh yeah, he definitely was. And like I love I love Zabanaj at the pieces. I do. But honestly, if I think I think that if he was still in Ottawa, he'd still be an ink he'd be still an inconsistent middle six forward. That trade woke him up. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree, can't disagree because I don't know, but I, I think it definitely woke him up for sure. Oh, I love like I, I love Zabanaj. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Like he's he's grown a lot of me over the years, but like that trade was the best move in his career. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's probably the best move for Derek Broussard's career too. <laughs> but, that's probably the best trade for Derek Broussard's career too. I mean, Derek Broussard was was elite. Like, he was elite in, in in New York. He he was really good. And for the yeah. first year in Ottawa, he was he was really good too. But like, I think that regardless of where Derek Broussard plays, if he's given the opportunity, he will shine. He just hasn't got the opportunity in Pittsburgh. He hasn't got it in Colorado or Florida. I don't know if he's getting to Long Island yet, but once he gets to play that top six role, he will flourish. He just all the teams he's gone to since Ottawa, he hasn't played top six. That's the problem. He's yep. not. A, he's not. He's not a bottom six forward. He's he's a guy. He's an offensive guy. He's not a grinder. And they're trying to play him as a grinder, and he's, he's just not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> both fair. Yep. Okay, yeah. well, Anyways, we'll cut off this segment here and we'll move on to Around the NHL. All right, now we're back with our Around the NHL segment. So we've got a couple – I've got a couple things here noted down. Like, I'm not going to go too much into it because we all know what's happened. Don Cherry, Bank Babcock, um, a couple other coaches on the hot seat. But other than that, uh, I'll talk about some standings, um, league leaders, um, and that's really it. So we'll get through this quickly. First of all, there's Don Cherry who was fired, and we all know what happened. And like, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna give too much of an opinion on that. We're just gonna state what happened to like protect our reputation and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're gonna try to keep it real, you know, like keep it real but keep it professional. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. So Don Cherry had an incident, and it's not not his first time he was coming under heat. Where uh, he his message was where he wanted to he say that everybody should be wearing poppies. But his message came across the wrong way, according to him, and uh, he used um, he used different different words that and different ways of saying what he meant, and it was perceived the wrong way by the general public. That's really what happened, and I get why people perceive it wrong because he has had a lot of racist, xenophobic comments in the past. So I get why people were upset. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, again, we're not gonna, I'm not really gonna state where I, where I stand on it because the people that should know where I stand on it know where I stand on it. But I mean, everybody's, everybody's entitled to their opinions. That's fine. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, like, people also gotta understand, um, how, how do I word this without calling like specific people out? Um, if, if we need, need to cut this part, cut it because I don't want to get shit. Yeah. But, um, people, people need to understand that. Don Cherry is 85 years old. Yeah, like he's he's an old-fashioned kind of guy and like I'm not going to I'm not going to knock on him for having his beliefs. Everybody's entitled to their beliefs, but there's different ways of saying things and when you're given a huge platform, you shouldn't necessarily voice your opinion as much. And depend well it depends on 
depends on your job. Don Cherry's job. Don Cherry's job is to talk hockey. Yeah, strictly that. He yeah. brought into politics and he brought into things that should not have been brought up, and that's what happened. He brought he he brought his personal opinion into his job, and that's what cost him his job. Yeah, I mean, like I said, people got to realize he's eighty five years old, but at the same yeah. time, I'm not again. I'm not going to go where I stand, but people need to realize he's eighty five years old, but at the same time, he needs to realize that he's on a national broadcast and that exactly show. So yeah. I mean, it, it it goes both ways, but at the same time, like. I don't know. Again, I don't want to get too get too deep into it, but he's 85 years old. He is stubborn. He's not going to change the way he believes. What he believes. He grew up in a different era than everybody now. Yeah. Again, he also knows. He also knows that social media is a big thing. He also knows now that he's on a national broadcast and people listen to it. He also knows that like he also like, he also knows what the world's like now. So I mean, oh yeah, there's both sides of the story. Um, like I said the people that know where I stand are. People that are close to me that should know other people don't really don't really need an opinion on it because yeah it's it's, it's, it's fair. Yeah, either way whatever whatever stance I take I'm gonna get I'm gonna get shit no matter what yeah, <laughs> so, it's, people, yeah. so I mean if I agree with Don Cherry I'll get in trouble if I don't agree with Don Cherry I'll get in trouble people yeah. so I mean the people that need to know where I stand no yeah I'm not gonna necessarily say where I stand. Like I, I don't mind people knowing where I stand, but I understand. I understand why you don't want it's, it's, it's to keep your uh, professional, uh, professional um, character. Yeah, I also just don't really care what people. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't really feel the need to share my personal opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fair. Opinions yeah. different than yours. Some, oh, yeah. Someone else's opinion doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. Just means that that's yeah. what I believe. That's what I think. Right. That's what I think. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Doesn't does matter what I say. It's not going to change the situation. Yeah. See, what I think here is, I, I'm going to get into my personal opinion, but I'm not going to get deep into it. What I think what happened is, is I think that Don Cherry, what Don Cherry said was his message is okay, but how he said it was wrong. And another thing I will say is, personally, I believe that Don Cherry had is his like. Everybody has a shelf life in their job, and Don Cherry, it's like went past it, and it's. I'm not really surprised that he lost his job. I I I personally agree with it because, it's it's not his first time that he's been in extreme controversy, and honestly, like excuse my swearing, like I, I'm not. I tried not to swear on this on the show, but shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. I, I again, I'm not gonna go into D two D, but I do agree to a certain degree. I think he had a shelf life, and whether or not like, this was this was the final straw type thing, whether or not oh, you yeah. agree that with it, Sportsnet was was trying to find probably from sure trying, probably trying to find a way to get rid of him eventually. And I mean, whether people think it's the right thing to fire him or not, this was the thing that they thought was gonna yeah. topple him, and like, that's what not, happened. Yeah, like not in a wrong way. I'm happy that Don Cherry is not on Hawking and Canada anymore in a way, but at the same time, I'm not. Like, he's a, he's a Canadian legend. He is he is a piece of Canada that will never go away. He is Don Cherry. But at the same time, yeah. there's it's, it's change can be good. There's, like, a, and honestly, it's, in my opinion, Don Cherry should have been gone five to ten years ago. Like, he should have just retired five to ten years ago. Yeah, you know I mean, mean? I, yeah, I, I grew up watching Hockey Town in Canada. I watched it with my dad from the moment I was like four years old and knew what hockey oh, yeah. was. 
Um, every night is looking. Every Saturday night is looking forward to seeing what Don Cherry's wearing. Wasn't necessarily paying attention to what he was saying, but to what he was wearing. My parents and I have had a laugh. My me and my grandfather bonded. You know, it was like yeah. a Canadian thing. But as time went on, I'm not whether or not his shelf life was up or not. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't care about the corner as I got older. I oh, yeah. was either in the kitchen getting a snack. Went upstairs, you know, took went to the washroom during a break, and oh, yeah. didn't really care. I did like to see his suits. Every suit, every week was a different suit. I did enjoy seeing that. Um, but yeah. as coach's corner went on, I really didn't care yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still still a shame that it's off the television, but at the same time, uh, at the same time, I get it. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. Hockey's still hockey. It's not going to change. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I loved on Cherry, but like. In a closing note for this, let's get it done. I love Don Cherry, but it had to happen. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I'm not getting too much more into it. Yeah. Again, and like, I'll tell you my personal opinion off camera, but. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, but, like, yeah. Before I end, I'm just going to say, like, everybody's entitled to your opinion. If, like, for example, if I'm talking to Joe Blow and he disagrees with me, it's okay. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But, like, don't hate on someone for their opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's my message. That. Yeah, that's my message. Ending this part of the like this part of this segment. Don Cherry's gone. It's not the end of the world. Hockey's still hockey. Let's yeah. move on. And actually, actually, I forgot to mention this. He now has a podcast. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I'm listening to it. It's, it's interesting so far. I don't know if I'll keep listening to it. Like he's got one episode out so far, but like it's, I like seeing him continue doing what he loves to do you know what i mean it's it's yeah it's i mean nice he's passionate that, that's the beauty of it right like we live in a, in a country where people can voice their impressions if people don't want to listen to them they don't need to listen they don't have to exactly. um, but if you want to be talking about what he wants to talk about or just being him he can do it yeah. there and people that want to pay attention to him and give him notice they can go listen to his podcast yeah. if you don't want to like to him, don't even give it a second thought don't go on spotify don't download the grapevine move on yeah like i think the Grapevine podcast is going to be one of those podcasts I listen to every now and then, but like I'm not going to religiously follow, religiously follow. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna like have it as background noise every now and then if I'm doing I'm doing whatever and like listen to it, but like not pay too too much attention to it. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 like podcasts aren't for everybody. Like I don't think everybody in the world listens to the, this podcast. Exactly. I don't. Think- I don't expect everybody in the world to listen to Spit and Chicklets. And for people that watch Spit, Spit, Spit and Chicklets, I, I love Spit and Chicklets. I know it probably doesn't, it's not good to listen to. It's, it's a bad thing. But at the same time, I just love listening to it. Like, driving to work and it's instead of listening to music, I, I just, yeah, I just listen to Spit and Chicklets. And if people don't want to listen to Spit and Chicklets, don't listen to Spit and Chicklets. Yeah. If people don't want to listen to the grapevine, don't listen to the grapevine. It's because I listen yeah. to one podcast doesn't make me that kind of person that, yeah. you know, when they, when they start bashing another another person or whatnot uh, on spin chicklets, doesn't mean I'm sitting there agreeing with them every every, oh, yeah. every step, every step exactly. of the way. Like, like it's like the same situation with I don't know, same situation with video games. Like I don't want to get off topic, but like people say video games make people violent. I'm personally I'm smart enough to play Call of Duty and not know to pick up a gun and kill somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Just because somebody else acts a certain way doesn't mean I follow them, or just because I like. Don Cherry says a racist remark and doesn't mean I listen to his podcast. Doesn't mean I agree with this racist remark. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'll cut you off there just so we don't get too, too off topic. But yeah, the other yeah. thing I wanted to mention was actually, it's speaking of ch- spitting chiclets, Paul Bizonette. Do you know what's going on with Paul Bizonette? Yeah. You got a nice try with the. Yep. Yep. 
he uh, was so for people who don't know what's going on, Paul Bissonnette, he uh, he was a grittier type player. He went from I think he played both offense and defense through his career. He started in defense, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like he um, he recently uh, started trash talking, like not trash talking, but like being Paul Bissonnette, being making a joke out of anything he can, basically, because like he's that type of guy who has a dry sense of humor, right? Yeah. So he's, he's making jokes and saying he could play lacrosse and be the best player in the world, basically. And like he didn't say those exact words, but like he's saying he'd be good at lacrosse after like he he could be playing in the NLL and, and National Lacrosse League, whatever picking yeah. up the lacrosse stick. And the Vancouver Warriors War- team is called. Yeah, yeah. They uh they saw this and offered him a PTO and he took a PTO and he's doing their training camp right now, which I think is hilarious. I mean like, I don't yeah, I don't it's, think it's he's great. Gonna be a team. It's great, I, like, I don't think it's even like, – I think it's just – I think it's just a marketing ploy. But, I mean, yeah, honestly, it's still great. Like, I mean, yeah. Look at every like, – we're talking about it on a podcast. Like, it's a marketing exactly. ploy. But like, it's a great marketing ploy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about – I don't know anything about lacrosse. But, like, I find this hilarious. I love yeah. it. He probably, he, it's, he, it's Paul Biznet. He's, he's, even if he didn't make the team, he probably wouldn't play. Like, he doesn't need to. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. not, but, like – the Warriors are getting so much exposure off of this, and it's it's yeah. so funny. I love it. It's, it's 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 honestly it's great. It's it's marketing geniusness. I don't know if it yeah. is. It's, it's 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 beautiful. But yeah, yeah. Uh, enough on that. Um, Mike Mike Babcock. We all know he got fired and replaced with uh, replaced with um, uh, Sheldon Keith. And honestly, I'm gonna just say it was his time. Players quit on him. And it had to happen, but like, yeah, I mean, like, like I said I'll, again, I'll, with Don Cherry, shit happens. Yeah, I'll let you finish your your thought on that, but yeah. um, so like, Don Cherry's been the coach since what twenty fifteen, I think it is, something like that. You mean Mike Babcock? <laughs> yeah, he's been like Matt Mike Babcock. He's been uh, he's been coach since like twenty. Did I screw up the name again? Yeah, he said Don Cherry. Ah. Oh! <laughs> I'm pulling a John Don Cherry screwing up names. There we go. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> sorry about that. But yeah, um, Mike Babcock has been coached for the Toronto Tron- <laughs> for a-, a while, we'll say. And the best way to say it is the players quit on the system and he was fired. There's a lot of controversy over social media for example a lot of players speaking out about their dislike and dis- distaste towards Don Cherry not 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 players on the Toronto Maple Leafs but former AHL you players Don Cherry said it again oh my god my god talk <laughs> you guys know what I mean you guys know what I mean people have people have expressed their distaste to Mike Babcock and and I'm not going to try to throw too many names out but one name I will throw out is my, my Commodore. He has expressly dis, expressed his distaste towards Don Cherry. And Mike Babcock. I caught myself. You did. You did catch yourself like, on that one. Yeah. And like, what I will say to that is, you're entitled to your opinion. I get you don't like my, Mike Babcock. But like, there's different ways to express how you feel. You know what I mean? And there's different ways to say. Like, should I read one of the tweets? Or should I just skip that? I just skip it. If you don't want, if people want to go read what he says, go yeah. follow him on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, if you want to read what he, what Mike ba- Mike Commodore said about Don, uh, Mike Babcock, go right ahead. But like, I will say, it's not the prettiest, 
And like it's stuff that needed to be say said. Like obviously a lot of people do not like Bag Mike Babcock and it's their rights. But there's different ways to say it. You know what I mean? Like instead instead of and say the things he did say, he could have just said, I'm ha- happy Mike Babcock has been fired and it's and I didn't like him. If you could have said that, but he went in my opinion, he went too far. I mean, uh, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, everybody's has their opinion. I'll leave it at that. And, uh, if you don't want to read it, don't read it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but honestly. anyways, uh, I will comment on the Mike Babcock firing. I, I will yeah. bring up, we'll talk about Mike Conger or anybody. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Mike, I, I think Mike Babcock, I agree. I think his time came up. Um, one thing people got to keep in mind is that Mike Babcock was hired on, under Lula Morello and not Kyle Dubas. Um, and every GM so, should have their new coach. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. at the same time, Mike Babcock is a great. I think I think he was a great coach. I don't know if he still is because don't get me wrong, he has five Stanley Cups, two gold medals. That's legend status. But at the same time, that was back in 2007, 2008, 2009, back when you know it was a grindier type of game, um, and it wasn't like 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 it wasn't as today's NHL game. I'm sure he's still coaching an NHL team if he went to Seattle, which I think is where he's going to go. He can build his team from scratch and add players as he wishes there. I didn't think um, about that, actually. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he came into Toronto. Him and Lou Lamorello worked out, but then Lamorello left. And obviously, him and Dubas didn't see eye to eye on which player should be in, which player should be out. But if he goes to Seattle and works with Ron Francis, the super general manager there, they can work together to build a team that suits Babcock's coaching style. Yeah. And maybe he might have success. Exactly. But, as for Toronto, um, I think they needed to get it done. It was only a matter of time. I mean, you, you lose five games in a row, it's not that big of a deal. But in Toronto, it's the end of the world. Um, <laughs> so, but I do think bringing Sheldon Keith, I tell all my Leafs friends this, and I'm not a Leafs fan, obviously, or I would be on the Sense podcast. But I think Sheldon Keith, if the Leafs were to win the Stanley Cup, not saying they are, underline, I'm not saying they are, so don't plan the parade just yet. But if they were to win the Stanley Cup, I think Sheldon Keith will be the guy to do it. Yeah, I would. Say, um, I would, I would give Toronto more chance. Go ahead. He's won everywhere he's gone. He's took yep. Pembroke, our hometown team, from bottom a barrel to Five national champion. Championships. Uh, with the two one won that. Um, went to the Marlies, won that. Went to Toronto. Um, yet to be seen, but so far two and zero. Um, so so far, the game's not done yet, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so far 2 0. So there's that. Um, and I think he's a great coach, I think he's probably with the best coach that wasn't in the NHL. Yeah, um, I think this is a great move for the Leafs. I think it's a refreshing move. Um, I still don't know if they'll make it past the round one because they still need a bit more grit, in my opinion, to make it past Boston. Um, but it's a step in the right direction, and I think. You will see a different Toronto team, and they are definitely in a step in the right direction. And who knows? Oh, yeah. might, be to, might be able to make it the round one for the first time in years. Yeah. See, I will comment on Sheldon Keith really quick. A lot of people have said, yes, he's won everywhere he's coached. But one thing that, that people do not know or will may not know is I am from a town called Pembroke, Ontario, and Alex is from that town too. And Sheldon Keith used to own the local team in the CCHL, the Pembroke Lumber Kings. Pembroke Lumber Kings are the winningest team in CCHL history. And a lot of that is thanks to Sheldon Keith. Sheldon Keith coached the team to five different five straight championships. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's done he did, he did a great job with that program. Um, other than, like, other than Brian think, Murray, 
don't want to sound biased, but I mean, yeah, he's the best, best he's done wonders for that program. I mean, I, I, I scout for them, right. I scout for them now. And part of the reason is because he's, he made the franchise when I was a kid. That's all I did every Sunday night. Went to a Lumber King game and that's what I wanted to be was part of the work for the Lumber King. So, yep. I mean, and like, and like, Fun fact, Pemberton has produced two NHL and two NHL head coaches back and think of the top of my head. Sheldon Keefe and Brian Murray. Brian Murray coached here too. Of the Otter Senators, Washington Capitals, Anaheim Ducks, coached all those teams. But Brian yeah, Murray they, started his coaching, coaching career in Pembroke. Just to be and, clear, they're not born and raised in Pembroke. They coached, no. they managed the, the, the local team there and then yeah. moved on to bigger, better oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Brian well, Murray they, they, they started in Brian Murray's born in Shawville, so he's more of a local guy. Because Sheldon Keith is from Arizona, but he 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 had he had a while. He he stayed in Pembroke for a long time. He stayed in Pembroke until he uh, he uh, he got hired by by um. I'll do this for the Sioux. Yeah, in the Sioux Saint Marie. Yeah. And, so yeah, I, mean, I think I can't really go much into detail because they've only been there for two games. But I think it's a great it's, move. It's for the second league. game right now. It's the second game right now. He's one and zero. Going to be two and zero if Toronto doesn't choke. Yeah, yeah, that's classic least. But anyways, um, yeah, I think it's a good move for them, and I think it's definitely putting them in the right direction. I think you, I think things are going to go well. Much as I hate to say that, I think it, things are going to look up for the Leafs now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, next. Let's talk about um, coaches who could be considered a hot seat. So. Two coaches I can speak of off the top of my head that a lot of people are talking about. Philip Peters, John uh, something Hines. John Hines, right? I think it's John. Yeah. 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 And uh, so John Hines has been getting a lot of flack for how he's been using his players, a lot like Mike Babcock. And uh, a lot of people are expressing how he should be fired. I think Phil Peters. But his name, is, that, is that his name Phil Peters or Bill Peters? Bill Peters. I, said, I meant to okay. say Bill Peters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the thing with Bill Peters and John Hines is Bill Peters is his second team coach, second year coaching team. I think he's he's going to last at least the end of the year. I think he's going to last a third year. I think coaches should be given at least three years. Who is that, Bill Peters? Yeah, Bill Peters. Oh, yeah. I think Bill Peters should be given another shot. Like I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be fired. I just think he's doing a rough patch, and people are overreacting. But the thing about John Hines is. I do believe he should be fired, but I know he won't. I would know he won't because he just signed a contract extension. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Bill Peters. There, I don't think uh, he might be on people might mention his name on the hot seat, but I don't think he is. Um, yeah. I don't think Calgary struggles has anything to do with him as a coach no. per se. I think it's more just this them trying to find where they are right now. They got a couple yeah. of injuries. Um, they kind of need to. To find out what kind of team are they? Are they a hitting team? Are they a quick scoring team? They haven't really found that yet. Um, and and I, I think team and any like funny enough, any team that Milan Lucic has gone to has gone down their shits. I've noticed, except Boston when they when they won the cup. But that was funny. <laughs> but <laughs> Milan Lucic is a Boston type player, so that's why. Um, Milan Lucic is a Boston type player, that's why. Oh yeah, he's a Boston. Um, but Anyways, continue with Bill Peters. He made the playoffs last year, finished like finished first place in the Western Conference. I don't think he's, I don't think he's uh, that. Uh, 
I think he might. I, yeah, I think I agree. If, if he starts off next season really bad, I think that might be it. But I think they give him I this season to figure rough, it out. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. a rough patch that you're going to get out of and then get back to be contending. It's just a rough patch, and I think people are overreacting to it. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the strongest goaltending either, to be fair. No. Um, they, got, they, got, they got a couple of holes they got to fill first. Um, yeah. Every team has a weak spot. Pittsburgh's but goaltending. Um, as for uh, as for John Hines, um, yeah, I, it's tough to say. I think I think if you want to keep Taylor, Taylor Hall, you need to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like no one's responding to him anymore. I feel like Taylor Hall wants out. If you show Taylor Hall that you're committed to fixing the problem and not keeping it, then uh, – then yeah, but at the same time, uh, same time. I mean, they they haven't added too many players. They added Jack Hughes, obviously. Actually, they um, but, a lot of players. PKC I guess Wayne Simmons as well. Yeah, so maybe that could be another factor. So they added added some players and and uh, uh, John Hines. Should, uh, yeah, so uh, they're yeah. trying to figure out how to get things rolling. But I feel like if you want to keep Taylor Hall, um, you need to get do, do something because. Yeah. That it's not working for them so right now. They sent Corey Schneider's down to waivers, which I mean, fair. But I mean, I mean, at the same time, they lost Keith Kincaid, who back, who played really well for them a couple of years ago. Yeah. See, the um, thing about Keith Kincaid is like he he was good in a, in New Jersey, but he wasn't as good as people said he was. He was, in my opinion, like he, he's a good goalie, but he's no, not I mean, as good as people said. yeah, no, I I don't think he's like the, the Lord and Savior coming to the state of New Jersey, but. I think what 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 they brought is that they had a stable back. They had a stable one too. So yeah. they, if one goalie was struggling, they were comfortable enough going with the other one. Yeah. Whereas now they don't. Like if Mackenzie Blackwood struggles, they went with Corey Schneider. Yeah. Corey Schneider's not a very goalie right now. Yeah, um, like Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, Mackenzie's been Blackwood. Mackenzie Blackwood, from what I've seen, has been playing good. I don't know his exact stats, so I could be wrong. But from what I've seen, he's been playing pretty good. So yeah, I know, but like, but if he does struggle, they don't exactly. really have another option. Exactly, they don't have any other option. Um, but another coach I think we should be talking about is Peter DeBoer in San Jose. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know. I mean, I knew he wasn't in your list of topics, but San Jose is not fit to be where they are right now. I know they, they're kind of fixing it. Yeah. But as, at a same time, fan, as, a Sen- as a Sens fan, I want them to keep losing. I want that first overall pick. But as a hockey fan, I feel so bad for San Jose. They lost their captain. Ooh. Colorado just scored. They lost their captain. They lost a lot of guys, and it's just it looks like like uh, Patrick Marlowe and, and Joel Thornton are retired for the cup, which really yeah, really, I mean, really, really sucks. I mean, yeah, like I, I can't tell what, what San Jose's problem is. I think it's to be honest, I think it's because they're older and they're not yeah. a quick, fast team. They're more yeah. of a bog down, control the lead, play with hits type team, but. Uh, they are they are better than where they are right now, um, and there's no reason that you have nine million put into Eric Carlson and nine million put into Brent Burns that you should be way down way down at the bottom where you are right now. San Jose on paper has the best defense team in the NHL. I said it. Yeah, I mean, other than Tampa, but yeah, other than Tampa um, or or, uh, or uh, Nashville, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's what I mean, like. I don't think I don't think San Jose, San Jose is really this bad. No, but so obviously something's going gone wrong that they're waiting at the bottom. Oh, something's so, going on with something's going on with Toronto. Freddie Anderson is mad. He's yelling at the refs right now. Interesting. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, I don't Even know. He's yelling and cussing them out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening over there. I'm not watching the game, but uh, yeah, Pete, I think I, Peter DeBoer should be on the hot seat. Oh, um, and I, th- I feel like he's probably the next coach to go if things don't turn around. Yeah. I, like, I think it's going to be one of those silent but deadly woes. I think that, like, like DeBoer is a good coach, but he's an overrated coach. And honestly, yeah. he's been there. He's been there long enough, not enough success. It's time for the boot. I do agree with that. Yeah, I also feel like San Jose needs to kind of retool a little bit. They're uh, oh, yeah. they're a little. Cool. I think I think they need to rebuild, not retool, rebuild. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they got Logan Couture still, who's still relatively young. They got yeah, Thomas Hurdle who's still fairly young. They got he's, not, he's he's thirty years old. Logan Couture is thirty years old. Still, though, I mean, he's he's okay to build a cap and stay around, but. Oh yeah, I don't know if you tear it all down, but you definitely need to do something in San Jose. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably it. I, like, I can't think of any other coaches on the hot seat. Or yeah, like I'll agree. I don't know. I don't know what is wrong with the, with the San Jose Sharks, but they need to find out soon. Yeah, yeah, be, be, before it's too late. Oh yeah. If they if they miss playoffs, I guarantee you the coach is gone. Oh yeah, the coach is gone if they miss the playoffs. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. So. They they've been a team who's always made the playoffs, but they've never but they've never done anything in the playoffs other than that one year against um, uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, and you you don't trade what you traded for Eric Carlson to miss the playoffs. Exactly. So, and that was only like last season, so it wasn't. It's not like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. So they obviously had intention to be competitive for years. Anyways, on that note, I'm going to get into the league standings. I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference. I'll start off with the Atlantic. Boston is 14-3-5 for 33 points. Florida is 12-5-5, 29 points. Montreal is 11-6-5, 27 points. Toronto, 10-10 for 24 points. Buffalo is 10-9-3 for 23 points. Ottawa is 11-11-1 for 23 points. Tampa is 10-7-2 for 27, no, 22 points. And Detroit is seven, fourteen, and three for seventeen points. What are your opinions on standings for that division? I mean, de- Detroit's right where they're supposed to be. They're Detroit is garbage, but yeah. uh, I feel I feel like Tampa is going to get get on a roll. Um, yeah, they're they're a bit surprised, but at the same time, they've also played like seventeen games or something, while all the other guys have played like twenty and twenty-one. Yeah. But they yeah, haven't been able to score any goals. They 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 have played nineteen games. Tampa's played nineteen games, and like they've yeah, been um, horrendous. They're they're too good to be where they are. I think things yeah. will pick up. Um, yeah. Same with Toronto. I feel like Toronto will be knocking at the doors. I do think oh, yeah. Montreal and Boston are, deserve to be up there. Florida, I I think Florida's better than Montreal. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I think the addition of Bobrovsky, even though he hasn't been the best goaltender, I still think it gives him a bit more stability. Oh, um, yeah. then, then Reimer and Belongo because Belongo was always hurt and then what Reimer went yeah, down Belongo's, Belongo got hurt yeah. so, Belongo's a wicked goalie don't get me wrong he's just he just he wasn't he wasn't what he, what he used to be you know what I mean well he, he was always hurt in, in yeah. Florida and then when he got hurt Reimer started two oh, games and Reimer got hurt so I knew I knew Bobrovsky was doing bad but I know he's doing not bad yeah he's not like he's not doing great but at the same time no I, he's doing I, terrible I, uh, yeah, I mean, I still think Florida is a very good team, and if Bobrovsky can get back to who Bobrovsky is, I still think they can be there. God awful. But the way I see it, I see, I do see Pitt, Florida missing the playoffs, 
Um, I'd see. I don't know. Sorry, maybe not missing the playoffs, but they'll be in the wild card. They'll be fighting for the wild card spot. Yeah. Um, I think I, Toronto I will well. get to. I think Toronto will get into the second spot. I think it'll be Toronto versus Tampa on the first round. I think Montreal might slide down to the wild card spot as well. I think Boston's going to run away with that division. They're just too good. Oh. Um, so congratulations, these fans. You have you have missed, you have made it past the first round because you guys aren't playing Boston. Um, Actually, watch the watch them play Boston just because you said that. That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's my thoughts. Yeah, that's my thoughts. I think Ottawa and I'll pass in Buffalo, um, and I think Detroit is going to finish last. Yeah, and like the thing about Detroit is they need to rebuild, and like it, it's it's well, they are once yeah they got to take one step back, take two steps forward, like I said mentioned earlier. Like it's it's a rebuild. You're going to suck during a rebuild, and like yeah, and I mean it's like, their rebuild's a bit difficult because they have a lot of really bad contracts. Oh yeah, definitely. Like they have the guy signed there for like eight years for like. Seven mil that even that shouldn't probably even be making three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they got like Justin Ablocator is making almost five five million. Yeah, and like he signed under five years, so yeah. I mean, like that, that that's their problem. They're getting there. Um, they also have they also be need, need need to find a goalie, Jimmy Howard and Jonathan Bernier are cutting it. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my opinion. I think they're right where they should be. Toronto will move up to second. Tampa will move up to third. Montreal and Florida will drop down. to Two spots, and then they'll be fighting for the wild card. Oh yeah, and Ottawa. So match- <laughs> let's talk about the match right now. Oh, I know what's going on with Freddie Anderson. His helmet broke. Wow. Oh. He's getting a new helmet. Okay. Anyways, so uh, Metropolitan, Washington leads the division, sixteen four and five with thirty seven points. They're first in the NHL right now. New Islanders, sixteen three and one, thirty three points. Pittsburgh, twelve seven and four, twenty eight points. Carolina, 13-8-1, 27 points. They hold the first wildcard spot in the NHL right now. I mean, in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia is 11-7-5, 27 points. Second wildcard. Columbus is 9-8-4, 22 points. New York Rangers, 9-9-2, 20 points. New Jersey Devils, 7-10-4, 18 points. They're second last in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, I, there's really nothing for me to comment on that. I think that's how it's not good, how it should be play out, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I think Pittsburgh should be. Uh, I think Pittsburgh should be missing the playoffs because, like, I think Pittsburgh. Like, no offense to Pittsburgh, but like they've been good long enough. They've been they made the playoffs ten years in a row or whatever. It's it's they're they're going to start declining soon. I think that decline starts this year. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's enough to miss the playoffs just because Carolina and Philadelphia are no. still pretty bad. No, um, no actually, Carolina's good. They're, they're uh, I think Carolina should be actually second in the division right now. My prediction, like. My prediction for the end of the year will be Washington first, Carolina second, New York Islanders third, and Philadelphia fourth, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, no, yeah, Pittsburgh fifth. I'm saying Washington, Islanders, uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Philly. I'm saying the exact same way it is right now. That's how it's gonna finish. Okay. I don't think Carolina's. I don't think Carolina's that good. They just got hot last season. Um, the Islanders are on a tear, 16 game point streak. Um, yes, Pittsburgh. You- the thing with uh, Carolina is they found their identity. They retooled really quickly. They 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 replaced Jeff Skinner with with uh, Andre. No, one of the Sveshnikov brothers. I forget which one it was. But they replaced Sveshnikov. Yeah, Andre Sveshnikov. And honestly, Andre Sveshnikov is a better Jeff Skinner in my opinion. But like Jeff Skinner. Then they all, the, the thing is, they had a good team last year, and then they went out and added more players and ruined that chemistry. Like they traded away a couple players, they added some more players. 
and that team chemistry they had last year that made them run so good was is gone. They're not like they're yeah, not the also, greatest. I they're not that Rod, good team. Yeah, I think Rod Brindamore honestly is one of the better coaches in the NHL, and I think that he's found a way. He's going to find a way to fix things. I do believe he's a top five coach in the NHL right now. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't, I, I just don't think Carolina has a team to do it. I, I don't think they have that good of a team. Their goaltending, I don't think Mrazek's not good. Um, I think he's okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have that good of a team to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. They've got weak spots, but like but, I do believe, I will disagree with you. I think they, 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 uh, they, they continue getting better. Okay, well, well, I guess we'll see. I mean, oh yeah, can't, we'll, we'll see. Can't, we'll see. Can't say who's right or wrong at this point, I guess. But I, I think, I have. I think the Metro stays the same. Maybe Pittsburgh and maybe Pittsburgh moves down a spot and Philly or Carolina take move up. But I think Islanders, Washington, one, two for sure. And then oh, yeah. uh, New Jersey Rangers last and second last. Oh, yeah. So let's get on to the Western now. Edmonton. Okay. So in the, in the Pacific the division, Edmonton leads 14, 7, 3, 31 points. Arizona, 14, 8, and 2, 30 points. Vancouver, 12, 8, and 4, 28 points. Vegas, 11, 9, 4, 26 points. First wild card spot. No, second wild card spot, actually. The Calgary, uh, 11, 12, and 2, 25 points. Anaheim, 10, 10, 3, 23 points. San Jose, 11, 11, and 1, 23 points. The identical record to the other Senators. And LA, That's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> 9, 13, 1, 19 points. My, my intake is this. I think Edmonton... Is going to keep. I, I think Edmonton is going to slow down a little bit. I think they'll finish second in the division. I think Arizona actually gets first in the division this year. I think it will finish <clears throat> Arizona, Edmonton, Vancouver, Vegas. That's what I think it is. Uh, I do agree with you. I do think it, Arizona will win the division. They have probably the best goalie in the league at this point, like this season, not all time, but like Darcy Kemper is leading. Darcy Kemper, if you look, look at the votes, he's leading the Vezina Trophy votes yeah, right now. I think he was the Vezina this year. I'll agree with that. So I, I I don't think he's the best goalie in the league, but I think he's the best goalie this right year, now. This year he's been the best goalie in the league. Um, and then the addition of Phil Kessel, that's some firepower up there. Yeah. Um, like Phil Kessel isn't playing point uh, point per game, but he's still playing elite. Yeah, and I he's think – best player I think – Edmonton drops down, but I still think they make playoffs. I don't think they yeah. finish second. I think yeah. Vegas gets their like, crap. I think Vegas f- figures it out and moves up to second. Yeah. Edmonton finishes third. And I'll Vancouver. Tell you, I'll t- Go ahead. I'll tell you why I think Edmonton slows down a little bit. They have a wicked top six. They got a wicked goalie. They got a wicked goalie tandem. They got a wicked top pair. But other than that, they have no depth. And I think, like, James Neal has already started to slow down. I don't. I think he's going to score twenty goals this year, but like he's going to slow down like he already has. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl will keep playing like gods, but they're. I think after a while they're going to get tired and slow down a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why you think personally. I don't know why you think Mike Smith and Miko Kostinen are amazing goalies, but they're I like Mike Smith. He's one of my favorite goalies in the league, but I, I love think, Mike Smith. Me too, but I don't think he's like. I don't think he's the Lord and Savior of the Edmonton Oilers. I think. I think they're just. I think Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are just playing that much, that that good right now that their holes yeah. aren't there. I'll agree. With um, that. I'll agree with that. I guess. Yeah. But like, like McDavid and Draisaitl are on a completely different level. Like you said, the good, they're, they're playing god. Like they're on a completely different level right now. They're single-handedly carrying that team. Um, but I do agree that they are going to get tired. Um, but it's Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, and I still think they're going to be able to bring him into the playoffs. 
Um, I think Vancouver misses the playoffs. I don't think they're that like, – they're okay. But I think Vegas moves up, knocks them down a spot. I think Calgary finally finds their groove, moves up, knocks Vancouver down a spot. There. Then, then, then I think San Jose passes Anaheim, and I think Anaheim finishes dead luck. Fair. Fair, so. fair enough, yeah. That, that's so, my opinion. Whether it's right or wrong, I have no idea. We'll yeah. find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Predictions. But, like, I, I can agree with that, yeah. I think that – um. And again, see, I'll explain why I think that, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'll, I'll correct myself. Mike Smith and Miko Costin are not godlike, but, like, they're playing great and they're playing as a good tandem. I think they're one of the better tandems in the NHL this season. As of right now, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see how things go later on in the season, but quick nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Will they keep it up? I don't know. But if they do, I'd be happy. I don't make playoffs, I think. Yeah. I want to see Edmonton make the playoffs and make it past the second round. Yeah, that's not, that will be the, the, this year, sorry. I want that to happen. <laughs> it that will one day. When, it will one day when they figure out how to build a team around McDavid and Dreisaitl, but till then, they're not winning. I'm impressed, yeah. No, I, I, I think I think that, um, that they'll outperform themselves this year and then drop down a little bit again next year. Yeah, we'll yeah, I agree. We'll see. They're that type of team where one year it'll be wicked good and next year not so much. And until they can figure out like <clears throat> until they can finally build around McDavid. Like they're trying to build around McDavid and Dry Settle, just the players they have aren't ready yet. I yeah, I mean yeah, more, for example. Edmonton's defense, I don't think you can find the right players to work with McDavid or Dry I don't think McDavid or Dry just make those players good. Yeah. <laughs> they're that good they're players. Like, I think yeah, Darnell Nurse and Oscar Clefbaum are the best defensemen on that team, in my opinion. Yeah. And Oscar Clefbaum is actually leading the league in the time on ice right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They're the best defenseman on that team. Um, I I find say they want they're one they're a two three defenseman. They don't they're not number one, but I think they're a two three for sure. Oh yeah, but actually, like Oscar Clefbaum is leading the NHL in time on ice. Twenty seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah I, I like. Think, I think he breaks out this year. Like he's always been a good top four defenseman, but I think he honestly breaks out this year. Yeah, like I said, they're 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 two three. They don't have. It's not, they're not a one two pair. They're a two three pair. And I think Oscar Kleppom's two. Darnell Nurse is three. And then they need a number one. Yeah, I think I do believe that. Like I believe that Oscar Kleppom will break out and be a, like an elite defenseman sooner rather than later. I think that's his potential. All right, let's all find out. Yeah, we will find out. I could be wrong. I could be right and look like a genius. Or I could be wrong and look like a complete fool. We'll find out. All right, next. Next division. Central, St. Louis leads 14, 4, and 5, 33 points. Colorado is 13, 7, and 2 for 28 points. Dallas is 13, 8, and 2 for 28 points. Whoa. Uh, Winnipeg is 13, 9, and 1 for 27 points. Chicago is 9-9-4 for 22 points. Uh, Nashville is 9-9-3-21. Minnesota is 9-11-2 for 20 points. Wow. My take on this, yeah. Wow. My take on this is what? Nashville's only one point, behind Minnesota, one point ahead of Minnesota. That's surprising. Yeah. That's surprising. I think That's surprising. That, like, the only surprise in this division, honestly, for me, is Nashville. Nashville um, should be second, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Nashville should be higher. Um, Colorado. I also really think 
I also think it's a pretty, probably the toughest division in hockey. Um, it's tough to say. I think Colorado finishes first, like, personally. The only, the only team in the Central that should not make the playoffs is the Minnesota Wild. Any other team in that division should make the playoffs. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, they all the playoffs, for sure. Yeah. Minnesota's the hardest division in hockey. Yeah, I think the way it finishes, in my opinion, it would be Colorado first, St. Louis second, Dallas third, Nashville fourth, Winnipeg fifth, and then Minnesota sixth. I couldn't agree with that. I couldn't agree with that, yeah. Just because right now Colorado's facing a lot of injuries. Um, And the thing with Colorado is, the thing with Colorado is they're proving that they're not just a one-line team. They're proving that their depth is working. They've gotten better. Yeah, I agree. And then when they – when all their healthy when then all their guys are healthy and come back, they'll be they'll be dominant. Um, better, yeah. And then St. St. Louis, I think, well, they're they'll, they'll fall off a little bit, but not too much. Dallas, I think, is just gonna stay right there. They got the talent to stay there, oh, they got yeah. the goal training, they got the goals. Nashville, I think it's too good to be where they are, so they'll get they'll get it together oh, yeah. soon. Um and then Winnipeg, well, they're in some hot hot trouble right now. Um as I think they fall. But Minnesota is just bad. Like Minnesota is in big trouble. They have no prospects. They're old. They can't. They, they, they're just bad. Yeah. And so, I'll, and I'll, I'll agree with that. I think the division finishes. I don't know if I said it right, but I think it finishes St. Louis, uh, Nashville, Colorado, and uh, and um, Dallas, Chicago, Chicago. I think oh yeah, Dallas, I forgot about Chicago. Chicago, Chicago's. Better than Minnesota, but they're not better than Nashville. Yeah, I think I think I think Dallas misses again. So I guess we'll see. I hope not, but yeah, uh, Dallas, we'll see. Because I like Dallas, but like they never really get better. Of course, they get better players, but they never really grow as a team. I mean, to be fair, they almost made conference finals last year. Did they? Yeah, they lost in the game six in round two or something. Wow. Yeah, so I they're a bit that. better than you. They're a bit better than you're giving them credit for, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, they're all, they're also a really streaky team. Like they either really bad or they're really good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's streaky. Yeah, and like, yeah, that's it. So let's talk about the leading league leaders. So who yeah. do you think is leading the NHL in goals? I'm McDavid. No, Pasternak right. at twenty. Okay. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl lead the league with assists, 28. And yep. actually, uh, John Carlson also is has 28 assists. And uh, points-wise, McDavid and Dreisaitl lead the league at 44 points. McDavid yeah. and Dreisaitl literally have the exact same stats this year. There's really nothing surprising to of any of that. <laughs> Not like, passing in the league in goals, no. David Dreisaitl... Assists and points, no. John Carlson assists, no. I mean, John Carlson is a little, assist, a little surprised because we all know he's good, but we didn't know he was this good. He's going to win the Norris. I mean, I think he's going to win the Norris this year. Yeah, I, I love John Carlson, but who's leading the league in wins? Um, pardon me? Who's leading the league in wins, like goaltending? Let me, let me check that. I will check that right now. I think it might actually be Miko Pekoskinen. Stats. Let me check. Um, wins goalies. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, Jordan Bennington, Braden Holpe are all tied for eleven wins. Okay, fair. No surprises there, really. Yeah. Um, 
I think Darcy Kemper wins the wins the Vesna this year. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be between Darcy Kemner, Brady Holt, Brady Holtby, and Bridenton probably. Flurry. Yeah, yeah, maybe Flurry. Flurry Bridenton. We the other guy. Yeah. Robin Leonard's I, playing godlike too. Who? Robin Leonard's Robin Leonard's proving that like, last year was wasn't just a fluke. He's proving that he's an elite goaltender. Yeah, I mean, once he's once he once he got over his addiction, um, then he started started getting think his mind together. Yeah. And again, since it's, since it's a senator's podcast, and Robin Lehner was a senator, people still give Brian Murray flack for trading Robin Lehner. But we got Colin White out of it. So yeah, but the thing the thing about <clears throat> the thing about that trade was it had to happen because the situation back then was Andrew Hammond. Andrew yeah. Hammond. Andrew Hammond fought harder and played better. Exactly. It's the same situation with Bishop. Like at the time, it was Anderson and Laner and Bishop. One of them had to go. So we traded Bishop. And then it was Anderson and Hammond Laner. One of them had to go. So we traded Laner. Yeah. Like Laner was always good in Ottawa, but he hadn't broken through in Ottawa. Like he was. He had a lot of. Yeah. a lot of. Well, we found out last year. He had a lot of like like addictions. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I believe that all started in Buffalo, personally. He, Buffalo, he, he was in a rough place. Possibly, I, yeah. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Fair. It's not a hate on Buffalo. Like, I love Buffalo, but just he was in a rough spot when he was in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like Buffalo, but, I mean, no hate, no hate. I respect that. Everybody has their uh, their uh, their opinions. Anyways, let's get back to uh, yeah. That's enough for that segment. Let's uh, start up the next segment. Is that all right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. So this podcast is getting really long, so we're just gonna try to end it off quickly. So I'm just gonna go quickly through my lines for the senators. What I would do, then just quickly go off to Matt's. I'm not Matt's, but I'm um Alex's segment. I'm getting so tired. I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Freak. Anyway, so how, what I would do line wise for Senators was Kachuk, Pajot, and Duclair on the first line. Ennis, Brown, and Brown on the second line. Logan Brown, Connor Brown on the same line. I'd love to see that. But Mikhail Botcher, Conway, and Chris Tierney on the third line. Uh, JC Boudin, um, Nick Paul. Yeah, that's it. And Max Verono on the fourth line. Defense, I would put Shabbat and Lejoie. Lejoie is just a placeholder for Branstrom. Berviecki and DeMello because they've been wicked together. And uh, Hainsey and Branstrom on the third pair. Because Branstrom has been not great. And I believe, honestly, I believe that when um, when when uh, Zaitsev comes back, I think the Otter Senators should drop down Eric Branstrom and play Lejoie on the third pair. Because I'm sorry, like, I love Branstrom, but, like, he hasn't been good. To be fair, it's only, it's only his first season in the league, so. Exactly. Like, like it's... You're honestly, you're just killing his confidence. So just let him tear it up in the AHL one last year, you know? I mean, he, he has shown signs of flashes, but I agree. I oh, think yeah. a couple. Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe not set him down for the rest of the season, but set him down there for the rest of, until, like, for the rest of the, yeah. like, now until, like, the Christmas break. Like, get him, get him a couple of games in there, get his confidence back up, call him out for a couple of games, see what he does. Yeah. Yeah, see what he does and, if, and judge it on that. Give him a yeah. trial, you know what I mean? He's, he's shared yeah. his trial as of right now. So let him go back down the AHL and then bring him back up when he's ready. That's what I think yep. should happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, just n- nothing too too long, but you forgot Rudolph Balsers. 
he's still in the AHL right now. I think he should uh, stay on just for a little longer. Bring him up after the Christmas break. Fair. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, let's like I have the Mesnikov out of the lineup right now because he's injured, but I would put him on the first line and put Duclair on the second line in place of Ennis when uh, he does come back. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back into your segment now. More about Alex. What can you tell me about you? Your hockey background. We know. We know you. Uh, you how you and I met. We don't know what you do. We know you work for Kingston Frontenacs, but what do you do for Kingston Frontenacs? That kind of stuff, you know? So tell me that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I went to Niagara College uh, for sport management. Um, then I, during that time, I did an internship with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, they were in the AHL at the time. So they were Montreal's affiliate team. And then I moved to Sudbury, um, was volunteering with Sudbury Wolves for two years. Um, then moved back to Kingston. Um, volunteered with Kingston for four years. Then I uh, became the mascot for three years. Um, <laughs> mascot? The, yeah, I was the mascot at first. I started as a volunteer. And then the mascot, the original mascot broke his leg during a playoff game. Um, so I took over then. And then I was the mascot ever since. And the last season, I uh, they asked me to come in to help with ticket sales. Um, it was the worst season in franchise history. So that sucked. It was really hard to sell tickets. Um and then we got the first overall pick, exceptional player status, Shane Wright. Only six players in the league have ever gotten that, that uh, player status. Sean Tavares, Connor McDavid, Aaron Ekblad. So he's playing for Kingston right now. Um, now I'm the game ops coordinator with the Frontenac. So I uh, write, write the game ops coordinator. So I write the the, the, the script for the, the PA announcer. I write, I write the script for the MC. Um, I write the, the, the timing sheet. So like at 12 minute mark of the first period, this ad plays. At the 10-minute mark, you do music until 9-minute mark. At the 9-minute mark, this ad plays. At the 8-minute mark, this game, this intermission game is being played t- type thing. So I make it – I, like, write the whole game pretty much. Oh, so what nice. happens, like, from the game to the – what happens from, like, the start of the game, the puck drop, I write all the scripts, all right, what time everything happens at. I come up with the intermission games. Um, yeah, I do all that. Um, yeah. Um, and then I also scout for the Pembroke Lumber Kings um, when I have time. Right now, I'm a little and, busy, so I'm not going to do that, but yeah, I just so, skip them. Yeah. I'll tell everybody what the Lumber Kings are. We've talked about Lumber Kings before in this podcast, but the, what the Pembroke Lumber Kings are <laughs> is they are a team in the CCHL, the Central Canada Hockey League at the Bidips. And uh, they are the winningest team in that, his, in, that, in, that um, in that league's history. And what they are is they're a junior A team. So they're just under major junior. So they're just under the CHL. Uh, yes, they are. So, the CHL, yeah. Yeah. so, so what? So, before the CHL were was a big thing, the 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 CCHL was considered NEHL. The CCHL was considered uh, an affiliate to the NHL. Like it was junior, but you could also you could also play older guys, like in SHL in Europe and all that. So what happened was, um, so what happened was, uh, um, Pembroke Lumber Kings were the affiliate to the Detroit Red Wings for a little bit. That's how they got their colors. If I uh, yeah, back in the day, is that right? Is that right? Uh, I don't, I don't think so, but no, I, <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, I, I could be completely wrong. I don't know too much about the history of that team, but um, it's just what I've been told. They're the so affiliate of the North Bay Battalion right now in the OHL, but what do you mean? They're the affiliate of the North Bay Battalion right now in the OHL. Oh, nice. I, I didn't even know that. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some of the players on the team play for North Bay. They got drunk by North Bay, and then they're down there to develop type thing. Yeah. 
So basically, CCHL is the AHL to the to the CHL. Uh, Dependent. Some some teams, not all teams. Yeah, for some teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my background. I've been in probably the, the hockey, the sports industry, or the hockey industry, I guess, for eight years now. How old are you? Um, still, let me ask. I know you told me this before, but I forget. I'm 25, so um, yeah, I've only been in the hockey industry for, for eight years, but like I was volunteering for most of them. I've only been getting paid the last two years. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been, I also went to the NHL draft last year in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. Met a couple big, big names, the assistant general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got to talk to George Peros. Um, mm-hmm. Got to do all that stuff. So if anybody wants to go to the draft this year in Montreal, I suggest going to it. Um, there's, it's quite a good learning experience. So definitely take are that. You going, are you going to the draft this year? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. To Montreal, so it's like two hours away from me, so it's not that far. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Not like Dallas, where I got to pay like 1200 bucks to fly down there and take a hotel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I also met Bruce Garriock. I should say that, too. Pardon me? I also met Bruce Garriock, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's me. Yeah. Um, what, I do have a question. What do you mean by writing the scripts scripts for the game? So, like you know, when the PA announcer reads, like I don't know, um, Dino's Dino's Pizza, like Dino Dino's Pizza, the AdSense, like Pembroke's choice, Pembroke's Pizza choice for their the last fifteen years or whatever. Oh, I add that into this. I add that into the script, so when the PA announcer goes through it, and we're like, okay, we're like, okay read, you know, it's pizza. He, he, he has a script to read off of. Yeah. Do you um, also, like, write, like, for example, if um, John Navarro is playing his 14th game with the Toronto Police, would you add that into the stats for the for the PA, dude? Or is that you who does that? No, I don't write that into the stats, no. Um, they have their – the, the league does that, and he, they, he, he calls down to the penalty box, and they talk like that. But it, like for example, like Shane Wright, the first overall pick that we had, the exceptional player status is only fifteen. Um, he just came up from Team Canada, um, under seventeens, uh, last week. So like his our game yet last night was his first game back. So we gave him an award, and I had to write like Shane. Shane had this many points in this many games for Team Canada. Black, congratulations, oh, Shane. I think so. Yeah, I had to write all that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what I do with them. I am also up, up in the AV suite, so like where the music's being played and like all the ads are being played, I, I, I call a shot. So I'm just like, okay, play that now. Okay, play this now. Okay, noise meter now. Okay, this song gets played now. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's a good opportunity for you, really. Oh yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge learning opportunity, but it's also really good for a resume. And I love the team, so it's fun. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what is your plans? Like, do you do you want to go further in the industry, or do you think you want to stay where you are? I want. I, I haven't decided yet. I want. I want. I originally want to be a scout, um, but uh, I, I right now I don't have enough time to get into that. Um, yeah, scout, so. Scouts don't pay until you get high, higher up in the league, so it's yeah. all like like for free and when you can. So I don't have time. Like, like I said, I have four games in the next ten days. I had a game. I, have, I had a game on Friday. I have a game on Sunday, I have a game on Wednesday, and I have a game on Friday. And I have to write everything for those four games. Do you only work for the home games? Yeah, I only work for the home games. Okay, yeah. Not too yeah. bad, then. No, it's not bad. But, I mean, when we have, like, like in February, we have eight games in 
20, 20 days at home. So it's like that must be exhausting. Yeah, it's it's long. Like like yesterday I was at the ring from ten thirty to eleven thirty. So it's like they're long days. Yeah, like, um, you love your job, but it gets long. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's I love it, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, oh yeah. But my my goals, yeah, I want to end up working for an NHL team, um, oh, eventually. Sure. Eventually, but as of right now, I'm just comfortable where I am. Um, we'll, we'll where you are right now. Yeah, we'll see how things go. I mean, it's not every day I get to watch an exceptional player, player, right? Like, I, oh yeah, only only six players in the league in the history of the, the CHL have gotten exceptional player status. So it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch this 15 year old kid come in and yep. dominate the league at 15. He's younger than I am, for God's sake. Yeah, I know, and he's. Uh, yeah, he's a, he already has like three endorsement deals or something like that. So it's uh, jeez. Yeah, do you, get, do you get to talk to him on a, on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, I, not a daily basis, but when I have to interact with players, like when I make videos, like in, like intermission videos, like you see the you see the videos on Ottawa Senators Twitter, with, like them playing the video yeah. games and stuff. Like we do that, we do that, but like intermission. So like I, I come up with the ideas, I talk to the players, like direct them and stuff. Um, me and me and the marketing guy Jordan, um, we do that, but I talk to him then. But he's so dialed in, like. He's like, he's dialed in so focused that like you you call, you talk to him and he like gives you like one word answers because he's just focused on getting to the rank, working out, getting on the rank, playing hockey. He doesn't care about anything else. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's also he's also a fifteen year old kid who plays hockey in the OHL and averages ninety five percent average in school. Ninety five average in school. Yeah, ninety five percent average in school, and he's a kid wow. who plays in the OHL. So he was on like he goes like. He leaves school early on like a Friday to go play to go on road and like the road trip Saturday Sunday homework due for Monday. Wow. He's averaging ninety five percent. That's insane. So that's insane. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's a kid that's very focused and determined to get where where he wants. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and he's a great kid. So he's projected to be the second overall pick in the twenty twenty three draft. So we'll see how that worked out. He's wicked. I know that. Yeah, he's good. Um, if you're in Kingston, come come to the game and get gay some free tickets. You can watch him. Yeah, as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. My road first. You're North Bay. You're North Bay. And what next weekend? Yeah, I'm going North Bay next weekend. Yep. First tourney or what? Oh yeah, first tourney. First, first ever. Tourney. First ever tourney. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Fun. Oh buddy, you're gonna have a great time. Oh yeah. Road, road tournaments are the best. Oh friggin' right, and like. They're so um, fun. Oh yeah. And like I don't have to worry about too much at all, cause like, uh, thank thanks to my coach, honestly, like I, I he might actually listen to us. Thank you so much, Al, for uh, giving me the opportunity to come to North Bay. Cause if it weren't for for my coach and uh, his family, I wouldn't be going to this tournament. Cause I I completely forgot to book a hotel, and it's past time to book a hotel, so he booked one for me. I don't have to worry about the cost at all, and it's it's thanks to thanks to him and all the people around that team helping me a lot. Out of boy, out of boy, Al. Yeah, tournaments are. Uh... Tournaments are a blast, man. Like, they were my, my minor hockey. Like, I love playing minor hockey. Um, oh, yeah. And like, away, tournaments the most, away tournaments are so much fun. They're, they're exhausting. You're so dead after the tournament. Oh, yeah. But while you're there, they're so much fun. Yeah. And we're going to have fun, too, in the tournament hotel. We're going to have fun, you know? Oh, yeah. Mini sticks in the hallways. And... Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Yeah, you're going to have a blast. You'll have know how that goes. Oh, yeah. And our, our team mascot is Gorge Chickens. That's funny. It's hilarious. It's a that's, it's a chicken's farm owned hilarious. by a guy or owned by owned by a guy named I think his name is Jordan or whatever. But yeah, we call him Gord, Gord's chickens. And he he literally comes to our locker rooms in a in a chicken costume and will give us give us a chicken joke before games. It's hilarious. Nice. How are you, how, how are you enjoying hockey so far? 
Oh, I love it. Like I, I, I really wish I could have played it my entire life. It's hockey is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it's, it's it's there's nothing else like putting skates on and stepping on the ice and just letting your feet glide. Oh, the yeah. ice. Like I'm I'm not the greatest player on the team, but I, I I'm good enough to be able to manage myself and good enough to be useful. But like I'm not star. Even if, even if you weren't though, it's just, just like just go out there and have fun. Like because oh, when, yeah. when 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 it's over, it sucks. Oh yeah, for sure. Like my last year, my, my last year, major midget. Like when that ended, I was gutted. I knew I was never gonna play hockey, like minor hockey, ever again. And yeah. it like, so enjoy it while you can. Don't worry. Doesn't matter if you score yeah. like fifty goals or zero goals. Like just go have fun. Like that's all yeah. that matters. Like no build like, friends. There, like, there's men's league and all. Like, there's men's league, but it's not the same feeling. It's not. No, it's not. Men's league is like, just for fun. You know what I mean? So I'm like, like, I still have best. I still have best friends that I made playing minor hockey. Like I still talk oh, to them yeah. every day. Oh yeah. So like, like I yeah, just just enjoy it, man. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all you, that's all you can do. It's enjoy every minute of it. Like I said, it doesn't even matter if you score, don't score for the rest of the season. Who cares? <laughs> no no one's going to remember that next season. Like, you're going to go next season, people are like, okay, whatever, new, new season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who cares? I, I, love, I, love, I love hockey. Hockey yeah, is the scariest thing in the world. Like, I've had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, hockey's helped me out through a lot of hard times, too. Oh, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. Like, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to circle it. My life is stressful. Everybody's life is stressful. Hockey is my outlet. Hockey music are my two outlets, and hockey is the yeah, yeah. Like, not like music is healthy and all, but like hockey helps me most in terms of physicality. Like I want to be, I want to be a police officer, right? So yeah. being a hockey player helps me, helps me challenge myself <laughs> to be more fit. You know, just also, also like be stressed or just forget about everything for a little bit and just focus on oh, hockey. Yeah, that too. That's. I mean, that's a blast. But that's a blast. But it's not the same. Like house is, no, is like honestly, when you're in house, like, you can be like not as care, like not carefree, all, but like it's, it's like it's. But you, you just have a good time. Like in rap, you gotta show yeah. for the ring in a suit and tie, shirt and tie. It's, it's fine, but like you gotta oh, be yeah. perfect. Like, you gotta like it's a bit more stressful. You got a bit more pressure on your back. You got people exactly. watching you. So exactly. House house thing. Like, you just go, and if you have a bad game, no one cares. The coach coach is gonna come in and laugh afterwards, anyways. Like you know, it's oh, not that you know what I mean. Like. House league, yeah. you made to have fun. So in the, I kind of look at it as like a blessing in disguise that I got cut because like, my last year of hockey was probably the most fun I ever had playing hockey, and that's the like house league and not rap. So oh yeah, yeah. So I wish I could still play, but so just enjoy what I can. You you're 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 in mid you're in. I guess I shouldn't say midget. I changed it, but like you you eighteen or whatever. Yeah, they can't. They, they don't call it midget anymore. It's called U eighteen now. Yeah, you're in U eighteen. You're in your first or second year of U eighteen. Third year. So you, it's your last year. Yeah, it's my last year. Damn. Yeah, enjoy what you can, man. Last year. Enjoy what you can. It's expensive, but it's worth it. Oh yeah. It shaped, it shaped me into the guy I am today. I'll tell you that much. It's something somebody like. I'm gonna like this, yeah. So. I'm gonna have a, I'm having as much fun as I possibly can. Yeah, soak it all in. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, right. let's 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 cut that. Let's let's let's, let's, let's uh. Let's uh end that there, and let's just do the conclusion. And not not gonna edit out, but like like not 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 gonna start a new whole new segment. But let's just do a conclusion. Yeah. You know me. I'm Jake. This is Alex, the co-host of Talking Some Sense, and hopefully you join us on as many as you can. But like, you're always welcome because you are a co-host, and it's just whenever you want to join, just join. You know what I mean? Sounds Today, good. Yeah. Yep. Don't keep that in mind. Yeah. Today we talked about some news about the Sens, talked about Bobby Ryan, talked about Mikhail, uh, not maybe not Nikki Kitazaitsev. We talked about Bo- uh, um, uh, Don Cherry, Mike Babcock, all those stuff. And um, we all had fun, you know what I mean? That's that's what we're here for. We're here to talk hockey, have fun. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I will say right now that next weekend, because I'm out of town, there will not be an episode of the podcast unless Alex wants to whole, do a whole solo one, but I'm not going to put that no, on him. No, I don't have time. No, exactly. So, <laughs> next week, next weekend, unless I can Houdini some time, there's not going to be a podcast. Do, do one from the training room. That'd be sick. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If I have time, I will. But if, if I do, if I do have a podcast next week, it's going to be really, really short. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but like, d- don't don't expect a podcast. Like, if if I, if I could shoot a podcast next week, I will. But don't be upset if I don't. I can't have one next week. It's just it's it. I'm I'm in a completely different town. I probably won't have any internet. I don't even know. But yeah, so next weekend uh, might not be a podcast. But um, yeah, you know where to find me at some sense at Gramic Yogs. You can find Alex at at Alex Longua fifteen. And that is spelled A L E X L A G L O I S fifteen one five. Perfect. That is it for this edition of Talking Some Sense. This is a longer edition, and that's how I want it. Anyways, um, comment. I mean, uh, um, share this with your friends. Uh, share it on Twitter. Um, I love, uh, I love uh, all the support I'm getting. And um, this, just a quick reminder, this is uh, Overtime Heroics uh, podcast, and it's thanks to them that I really have a lot of, um, I have a lot of support in the Overtime Heroics community to keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, just a quick shout out to everybody there. That is it for this edition. Peace.